too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our files. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party! Feed us drinks! Get us laid! Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for you here. Hey bro, you mind putting on some pants and find a little weird I have to dance twice? Do you wanna know what makes Daddy Magic's nipple tired? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going to head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old drop top Find a spot to pit Then I'm a kid Rock it up and down your block With the right. bottom of scotch and watch like All right All right Welcome everybody, it is Wednesday, March 29th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Louisville, Kentucky. Visit business.louisville.edu if you're interested in higher learning and what UofL College of Business can do for you, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land, you know what's better, as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. I guess, I was thinking about this yesterday, I always see people like, why do you say 3 to 6 every... I say three to six because for a while during the summer, we were all over the place with the bat schedule. Sometimes we were on the air from like three until 5.15. Sometimes we were on from three until 5.30. Sometimes we were on from 3.45 until six. It was just kind of, you know, it was a, a necessary update and it just kind of became a thing. We just kind of became a routine at the beginning of the show. And I guess we're going to get back to that a little bit soon. We got bats starting Friday. It's going to be a very exciting season for the Louisville Bats. I heard my guy Chris Welsh talking yesterday about Ellie De La Cruz being the best overall prospect the Reds have had since Eric Davis. Uh, and he does not, Welsh is a dude who does not hand out compliments like willy-nilly. That's a pretty big compliment, too. He said, I mean, he, he went out and he was like, you know, I've been there every single day for spring training. He was the best player at Red spring training. He, you know, he's, I guess you can't start him with a big club because you want him to get some experience in AAA. But he was the best player that we saw. He's like, he was the fastest runner. He had the biggest arm. His contact had the most exit velocity. Velocity, like he was the best player we had during these couple of months here in in spring training. Uh, that makes that should make you excited if you are a Louisville bat. Even if you're not a Reds fan, if you're a Louisville Bats fan, if you're a fan of baseball and you want to see one of the next big things in Major League Baseball, you're gonna get a chance to see him uh, starting. I guess ne- I think he's technically out until the second week of April. He's gonna be out for the first couple weeks of the season, but he will play with for the Louisville Bats when he starts the season. And that's going to be fun. So I'm excited about Bats baseball. He's a shortstop, second baseman, third baseman he's, combo, right? I, he's going to play short, I think, to, to start here. Uh, and he is one of those, you know, the new trend, the big dudes who can play short. And they're just, you know, they're not going to move him around. They're going to let him play short. He's going to, he's going to do all this stuff. But he is a, he's apparently the real deal. So I'm excited for Bats baseball. 
And we'll see if we get some some weird times coming up this summer. It might, it might affect the show, and we're fine with that. We love the bats. And also, we like not working full days. That's that's who we are. That's what we do. We're honest with you. Uh, that's, we're just joking. We love doing the show. No, we're not. <laughs> one of us is joking. <laughs> we'll let you figure out which one. One and a half. Is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, so we three full three hours today. We'll try not to make it three hours of whether or not Trevor could ride a horse, but no promises. I did. I do have. I do have. I did reach out to someone in the horse industry last night about this. I'm could not be more excited about that update. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, we've got a, a couple more thoughts on Who's the best. We got Nick Kern on later. We got Nick Kern on. He'll talk about the bats at 4:15. We've got a couple more thoughts on the transfer portal guys that that Louisville maybe has shown interest in. Guys that maybe Louisville has backed off of a little bit, or maybe has you know no interest on their end. We'll talk about that good stuff. We had um, a thrilling night of NIT semifinals last night. I didn't know it was happening, or else I would have we would, that we would have picked the games at the end of the show. Uh, basically, Conference USA is the best conference in the history of the world. I didn't know until after we were over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I went on Twitter and saw all these people bragging about CUSA. CUSA is in- incredible. Not since the glory days of Louisville, Memphis, and Marquette. Of the, the red, white, and blue divisions. They it? may be outshining those days right now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're 17-1 and one in the postseason. 17-1. and one. You've got two Conference USA teams. If you don't know what we're talking about, two Conference USA teams are going to play for the NIT championship. UAB and North Texas both won last night. So the two finalists for the Conference USA, they're, they're guaranteed to have the NIT champion. Charlotte won the CBI, and now they've got FAU in the Final Four. They're two wins away from sweeping the college basketball postseason tournaments. Their only loss, Rice was also in the uh, in the CBI, I think, and they lost their second game. So Rice, they're, they're seventeen and one in the postseason. Has anyone ever has anyone ever done the sweep? No, I mean the CBI hasn't been I mean, around for that long. Run that long, but I mean, how long has it been since the conference even did a championship sweep of? It's been a while since there's been an NIT NCAA double. I would assume. I, I yeah. can't imagine that that's especially if it's not a power conference. But the CUSA. They're having their moment. Maybe we did need more teams in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. Maybe they did deserve UAB to get in there or something. Maybe FAU deserved a little bit more respect when it came to their seeding. But I did love the Conference USA chest thumping. And last night I was like, you know what? Bring back the red, white, and blue divisions. I can tell you, I got the answer for you. Okay. 2006. Who was it? Florida winning the NCAA in South Carolina. Of course, beat us. Oh, winning right. the NIT. The Ronaldo Balkman tournament. Yeah. Dunked. 35 times on us in one game, which was impressive. That's the last time it happened. So it's been, and I don't see any time even more between that and a while as well. So it's been. When's the last time they had both finalists in the NIT and the NCAA champion? Look uh, that one up for me, big boy. Well, I don't, I'm just looking at a list of champions next to each other. I know. It's a little I'm, not, I'm not asking you genuinely to do that. Uh, but I mean, FAU knocked out the former CUSA great in Memphis to get here. So that was kind of like a, they did. a passing of the torch, maybe. A little bit. It was poetic, it if was, you will. <laughs> Passing of the water bottle, if Hardaway has his way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but props to CUSA. The red, white, and blue divisions, when I think back, one of the most idiotic, audacious things that I've ever thought of. We had three basketball divisions. Look at you bringing audacious. No, no reason for it whatsoever. <laughs> three divisions in a, division. basketball com- <laughs> in a basketball conference. They Just to try to shamelessly play off the patriotic name, they went with red, white, and blue divisions. And looking back on it, one of the dumbest, most idiotic things I've ever heard of in my entire life. But it was short-lived. Thankfully, they scrapped it and conference. I, 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 I mean, conference did cost us Howard. It did in a way. I mean, maybe maybe leaves it. I, I, I don't I know how everybody else feels. I still look back fondly at our time at conference USA. I mean, it was we had some good times. Yeah, I think we did. I think it was a nice stepping stone for us. It was. It wasn't where we expected to be at that point, but it was fine. It was. 
it gave us some. It was a better. It wasn't quite the basketball behemoth. They wanted to be like the best basketball conference in America, and it was never going to be that. I mean, I can, I can, I can do without the the, the my UK fans telling me we playing conference. You suck always. I mean, <laughs> that's such a like nineties joke. Well, I mean, when do you think we joined the conference? It's like doing the <laughs> SEC thing with a dollar sign. You sucks. I mean, come on. Let's all the jokes are played out, but that one, that one, that one was bad. Oh, I'd hear it every all the time. Every, every conference year. got screwed because Memphis got bad at basketball at, the, at that time. Like Memphis just was not. We thought that it was going to be like Louisville, Memphis, and Cincinnati carrying this conference. And also, we didn't really hold up our end of the bargain until Patino got here. Like we were not as good during the nineties as. And then by then, you know, Memphis thought they were was going back to be. with Cal, pretty much. Yeah, so. they, they, I mean, Memphis. You know, they didn't really get back with Cal until we left. Like. Their last, I mean, the team that our last year was the Darius Washington game. Oh, and that's right. They NIT, went to the NIT. Yeah, yeah they they had to, they had to win that conference tournament to go into the NCAA tournament, which that was, made it so much sweeter to, for them to lose that way. Cal's first like decent team there. Yeah, after, but he'd been early what five years I think at that point. Yeah, he had, they had a run there where they were like they went like three NITs in a row. or they something. They were super average yeah. for a while, and then they got really good when he started you know just upping the cheating, which is fine. Um, <laughs> Joey Dorsey did what? Ah, I didn't see nothing. When the price went from like 15k <laughs> to 200k per player, then then you know they got a little bit better. But whatever, um, they weren't the only ones. It was a a good night for CUSA. How was the night for Trevor Kelsey? Uh, it, it, I don't like that. I don't like that noise. Well, I kind of had like a, a childhood like letdown. Speaking of childhood letdowns, real quick, <laughs> I sent you the picture. I I had to drive to Walgreens to pick up a prescription. And I drove home, and I drove right past the Wagner press box. And I'll never look at it the same way after yesterday's show. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, good. Don't don't go back and listen to yesterday's show. You don't need to know. Ah, uh, memories. I t- I'm turning left all- at the stop sign to, to go on to, um, not Brad, whatever that road is, um, Browns Lane. Browns Lane, yeah. Right in front of Wagner. And like I see the, and like the score box is just staring at me. And I feel like it's <laughs> smiling at me. And I'm like, I don't. I don't like this one. Second bit. floor middle panels where it happened. Well, that's the only. There's only one floor. There's only. There's. <laughs> no, there's. There's. Did they take one out? They used to have two. It's just one box. Well, yeah, but there's two like a window. There's two sets of windows, right? I don't think so. Oh, did they take? They may have reduced it. it it's very have, small. Because I never wanted to go up to the second floor because I was like, I'm not walking. I mean, no, I'm, there's no. I'm scared enough on this floor right here above the bleachers. With there the are no sounds. levels here. That yeah. it's just one little box. Oh, okay, they used to have two. Well, they, I guess they've minimized it since my glory days of. Stop. Of on the field, even though I was 12 years removed from being a high school student when that incident happened, which itself sounds kind of creepy in hindsight. I think he texted me like the first time I got lucky on a <laughs> high school campus. I was like, I was like, if it makes you feel better, I did not get lucky on Trinity's campus either. If That's that, probably a good if, thing, if that maybe. Make, <laughs> if that makes you feel better about yourself. I mean, I made out, but I never got you know anywhere about that. I, mean, I, I didn't know making out. Well, again, we had di- we, we different <laughs> circumstances before. <laughs> Anyways, go on with your. Uh, so, so I end up. So I don't know why I was. Just, I just had like a. It popped in my head this a sports movie I haven't seen since I was a kid. Okay. And I was young. I, and again, here's another thing. I thought this movie came out like ten years earlier than it actually did, when I went to go watch it. And it's a sports movie. It's a hockey movie, nonetheless. Okay. And I was like, I, I don't know. I walked away from it like thinking. This did not hold up the way it did in my mind when I watched it when I was younger. We kind of talked about this earlier this week. And I was like, you know, this, like, it, it had a couple decent moments of chuckle, but it was like every, like, cliche trope you could find in a sports movie, like, crammed all, they had like five different, like, I can't believe this is happening to us storylines. And then, like, the, the dramatic, you know, David versus Goliath. And it all started, and a great cast. 
See if you can guess the movie when I name the cast. You have Hank no Azaria, yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was in a hockey movie? Yes. I've, I've got no idea what this is. Uh, Burt Reynolds? Yeah, no idea. I mean, you can keep naming people. I, I just, I don't, I, I know, like, And if I'm not mistaken, it's written head. by Ron Shelton as well. It helps me not at all. Mystery Alaska, my friend. I, yeah, I mean, I I've, so, I know they, the name, but like, I don't even I, remember that being a hockey movie. Here's the good thing. I'm not going to recommend it to you like I did Shallow Howl. Okay. So, <laughs> so Mystery Alaska doesn't cross the Shallow Howl Mystery Alaska does line. not make... I, and here's another thing. As I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, because the way they're talking, what it is is this movie about a a, a town in Mystery Alaska that play, it's just bus, lives nothing but hockey, lives, breathes, and, and, and dies hockey. That's what they do. And it's Hank all is, we have to know about Alaska. It's all we have to know. And they Hank, love hockey. It's cold. Hank Azaria go, is like the, the nerdy guy that no one likes in town who left town and went to New York. And he wrote an article in Sports Illustrated about this, this, this city and this town. And as a result, the New York Rangers wanted to play him. Okay. And they're going to come and play him on All-Star Weekend. And they're going to, there's all this, a pond versus rink. And can we beat them? And these are professionals. And I'm like, why? As I'm watching something, and okay, this came out, what, like 92, maybe? 91? 99. Like, yeah. it's some of like the bad state, the way it looks, it's just, ah. If anyone's out there watching, listening and going, man, Trevor, I love that movie. You haven't watched it since you were probably 15 or 16, like I was, I thought. I guess I was 19. I thought I was younger when I watched it. Go back and watch it. It doesn't hold up. Man. There are movies that you go back and you're like, eh, I remember this not being so so hokey. No. And then you have to suspend. The best part is the player named Skank Martin who just sleeps with everything. Not just clever name. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> what baffles me is like you're in a town like seventy five people. How can you be such a skank? I mean, don't you think that the rumor would go around that you're just you're willing to just sleep with anything? Very easy to get around, apparently. <laughs> also, very easy to know when you're getting around. I mean, spoiler: he sleeps with the mayor's daughter. I mean, wife. Jeez, skank. <laughs> skank. <laughs> It'd be tough to be a skank in a small town. It would be tough. It'd be very tough. But he's a dude. Still. Yeah. Very tough. I mean, you, you limited sample size, and everybody's going to know about it. And you're probably going to have to go back for seconds. There's just there's not a whole lot to do there. So apparently this is what I chose to watch instead of what was turned out to be a conference USA sh- shining moment in the NIT. Yeah, I mean, you still may have chosen right. It was, <laughs> I don't know. Wisconsin didn't make a shot like yeah, the last 10 minutes that, of its game. I mean, there were some chuckle moments, but not, yeah. I don't remember. Like, I, What's worse is I'd rent I don't remember it. that movie at all. I paid for it, too. Because, like... And this was ones where I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, I'll rent it and watch it. And sometimes when I go to rent it, I'll look at it and like the rental price will be three ninety nine, and it's like buy it for four four ninety nine. Right. Like, I'll just buy it then. I mean, might as well. This one, it was like you had it was still like nineteen ninety nine to pay for it, and the rental was like five forty nine. It was some weird number. They do that with with and movies like, that, with like really niche movies that you would think, well, that'll be cheap because, but it's not like you know they used to do with you know, when they would give away hard copies of VHSs from a long time ago because they know. If you're going to see this very specific movie that doesn't have a whole lot of attention, you're probably going to be willing to pay top dollar to watch it. <laughs> so that's what they do. It's not like, you know, back in movie stores would be just desperate to get away these movies that were not well received from 15 years ago because they've got hard copies of them. There's nowhere for them to go. But if you have a digital version and somebody's searching for Mystery Alaska on a, I don't know, Tuesday night at 1 a.m., like you're probably going to be willing to pay more than the average person to watch it. So like that's that's why those because I've I've been in that same situation before where I'm like, it was such a weird number too. It was like this is a weird movie, like, or something. Why it was, is it twenty bucks for me to buy this when like the movie that the number one selling movie in America who just came out on streaming two weeks ago is less than that? And I'm like, oh, that's why because they know they can rake you over the coals for it because you're probably gonna pay. I love I love I just just googled it for some reason and like you know you get those like questions like people also ask 
Yeah. The first question is, I'd love to know who this person is. Did the real Rangers play in Mystery Alaska? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 99, I feel like, you know, I was I was in 7th or 8th grade. It wasn't written by the, the Shelton dude, though. Okay. I, which makes me very happy. I feel like I was pretty in tune with movies during this time. Like, I remember movies that came out. I know the name Mystery Alaska. I couldn't have even told you that that was a hockey movie. Like I just, well, I mean, the whole, a total blind the whole premise is hockey. I, I know. Mean, I'm saying like I remember the name that there was a movie called Mystery Alaska. Yeah. I remember nothing about it. Like I probably would have. Th- I I thought it was like something like, um, was it Northern Exposure? Like I, <laughs> yeah. when, when you said that, I was like, I, oh, it's probably like a movie. I like, like Northern that. Exposure. I, I mean, I, maybe a quirky I should, comedy about Alaska. I don't think I want to go back and rewatch it because I'm afraid it'll I'll have the same. You know, I mean, Mike Myers had this random cameo on here. Like it was a hockey announcer, and like he, like the beginning of the game, he's like, "They have no chance. Just pack it up. These are real men they're going against." And then it's competitive in the first period. And he's like, "I want to adopt all these kids. I love them." Do the mystery Alaskans win? <laughs> I'm not telling you. You need well. Oh come on! I'm not gonna watch mystery Alaska. So they jump up three nothing in the first period. They lose. They get beat five to nothing in the second period. And then their star player, the high, the kid just pulled up from high school, uh, misses a goal at the buzzer. They lose five to four. Well, that sucks. But the Rangers uh, uh, showing their respect. The Rangers show them respect and sign their top two players from the from the the, the town. Well, that so would they, never happen. They leave and go. <laughs> one I'm of them, calling BS. On one this one of them line. just got called up to the major, what they call the Saturday game, too, and he he was dating the judge's daughter. Incredible. I mean, this is the, the, the cast, though. Russell Crowe, Hank Azaria, Mary McCormick, Burt Reynolds. It's an incredible cast. I mean, yeah. It's got, I mean, <laughs> Scott Grimes sounds familiar. I think he turned out to do some other stuff. And Barry Melrose, Steve Levy, Phil Esposito, Mike Myers. I like that you're saying that I, I imagine, like, I would just like it more if it was, I, if Barry Melrose was not playing himself. Barry Melrose. Oh, of course he's himself. If he was Skank Martin, it would be better. <laughs> I want Barry Melrose playing an actual character. Who played Skank? Skank Martin was played by Ron Eldred. Of course. Who could forget Ron Eldred? <laughs> well, apparently America has, because his, his IMDb is not... It does have SBU on it, which I guess he was training for. I hesitate to even <laughs> tell you this, because I know that yeah. you get mad at me when you yeah, no don't have cares. time for Shallow Hell. Uh, we have started watching a new show, though. I and I like it a lot. I hate you so much sometimes. I think somebody suggested this to both of us a while back on the text line. I'm about to start a new one. I wonder if it's the same show. What is it? Shrinking on oh. Apple TV Plus, which has, talk about star-studded cast, it has oh, Jason Siegel, who I love, is the lead. I do love Jason Siegel. You do know that. I watch the Muppets because of him. He's awesome. I mean, everything he does. Like yeah. he, he and Paul Rudd are kind of like my like just total man crushes. Like, anything they do, I, I fall in love with. Um, Usually, I get worn out on people. I'm not yet worn on either one. Of those. I'm not either. Like his, there's a little brand, like his little yeah. idiosyncrasies. Like they, I don't, they don't. Oh, yeah, because like the Vince Vaughn, uh, Will Ferrell stuff got worn thin on me. Adam Sandler worth thin on me eventually. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford is okay. also one of the the leads. Nice. I've heard, I've seen like ads for it. I think it's great. I mean, we're we're I think three episodes in, and so far it's fantastic. How many is it? Just one season release? Just or? one. And it, you know, it's like mm. Ted Lasso where it comes out like episodes are they come out week to week, but I See. think that it's almost. Like ten are out right now. I think that may be the whole first season. I feel like I need to wait at least till two seasons is out for us. Okay, well, it's it's which is what's good. Our, our our man Dugan has been pushing me to watch something called Your Honor on Showtime with Brian Cranston. Okay, when it, and it just finished its second season, so I was thinking about maybe starting it. But Brett Goldstein, who plays, um, oh god, now I'm total mind fart. This happens to me all the time now. Did not a year ago. I hate this so much. Who plays the angry guy from Ted Lasso that you love? Oh, we're talking about Roy Kent? Roy Kent. Yeah. He's one of the creators of, of Shrinking. He's okay. One of the well, guys who created the show. I'd love to see Roy Kent in the show, but okay. 
He's not, I don't think he is. But Heidi Gardner is from SNL. She's great. I don't. I, um, I recognize. I don't remember the name though. It's so far. It's it's fantastic. I really. I really I'm glad you it. found time to watch it. I'm when, all about. You know, it. Despite the fact the that, episode's you know, like 30 minutes long. It's great. I mean, I'm not gonna like harp on Mr. Alaska with you, even though you're getting some pushback on Mr. Alaska, by the way. Really, people. I, I'm telling Te- you, text line. You know what? Honestly, texters. I'm gonna say this before you read it. If you if you'd asked me this yesterday, I probably would be with them. I rewatched it and I was very disappointed though. This is gonna hurt your feelings a little bit. Okay. Sean Moth has texted in. Sean loved it. Sean says, "Not ashamed to admit, I really enjoyed Mystery Alaska." Okay. Brilliant cameo from Michael McKean and a Don Cherry character by Mike Myers. Scott Grimes is on American Dad and The Orville, and I love Northern Exposure. And we named our cats Mystery and Sicily. Wow. I like Northern Exposure a lot. I like Northern Exposure too. And, and Scott Grimes, I knew Scott Grimes had other stuff in his resume. I just, I, the name looked familiar. Another texter said, Mystery I, Alaska is great. I love it. Taking it all back to horses. My favorite line of the movie is, <laughs> I have a pony, takes big bleeps. <laughs> That's actually, yes, it is. <laughs> Russell Crowe's youngest son says the S word throughout the movie. And he's like, Where do you learn? And he's like, The locker room. So he gets mad and when they're interviewing him during between periods, the reporter's like, your dad, the oldest one out there and sheriff of this town. What do you feel about your dad? What do you, are you happy watching him play hockey? And he's like, I have a pony. He takes big pony. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he had some good chuckle. <laughs> the, the, and that text says, by the way, I've watched it within the past two years. So it's you know, not just a nostalgia thing. Here's the thing that annoyed me was just the over, over drama of the, the love angles between like three different characters, three different relationships. Like between the Hank Azaria... And his uh, Hank Azaria triangle with Russell Crowe and his wife, I thought was just over overdone, and and you had the the slow dramatic, and just some of it could be cut out to me. Like it's a comedy; you don't need so much drama. Texas is Mystery Alaska, where they warm up their skates with baked potatoes. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay, well, <that's... laughs> I'm getting more. I'm getting backlash of support for Mystery Alaska, where I support Shal Hal, and everybody thinks I'm bad shaming the world. Texas, I finished shrinking this week. Best show I've watched in years. Watching Ted Lasso after shrinking makes Lasso not seem as good anymore to me. Ooh. I like shrinking a lot, but I I have not started the new Ted Lasso. I'm excited about it, though. Um, I did. I'm going to wait a few more weeks, though, to keep watching again. Texas, you know we're getting to the dead period for Louisville sports when Trevor starts ramping up his obscure film reviews. He would do this <laughs> if we'd just beaten the number one. If we were getting ready for the Final Four and we were in Houston together doing the show, he'd probably be doing the same thing. Went to the hotel last night, watched Mystery Alaska, and the first 30 minutes would be on Mystery Alaska, not UConn, who are getting ready to play in three days. I mean, we got three hours. <laughs> I mean, and then these these SOBs on here, Shell Howl review on deck? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like to the show. Any Shallow Howl updates? The three people who've texted in about Shallow Howl, shame on you. No, I think you went to go look, watch Shallow Howl, and you typed in S, and you like, came up shrinking. S-H, you're like, oh, okay, let's do this. Instead. Maybe this will be good. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> what happened. I, I, I'm going to believe that. That I'm going to believe. That's not what happened. <laughs> Mary, actually, I, I I think I'd heard of Shrink. I do think somebody suggested it to us I, a while back. I think I've seen the commercial for I it. I knew that I'd heard of it, but Mary had, like, several friends had recommended it, and she was like, let's watch it. I'm like, sure. Well, now, what, it's all the, about compromise. What exactly is the premise? Um, the premise is, so Jason Segel. I know what premise means for those that don't know. You nailed it. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, Jason Segel is a father of a daughter. His wife died a year ago. He's just, like, trying to come to terms with his grief. He's a He's a shrink. And Harrison Ford is a shrink, and they work together at this, um, at this place, and it's just kind of that. That's that's basically it without giving up too much that's, away. That's like the uh, the other shrink show uh, uh, miniseries I watched that was really good. The uh, with ironically I mentioned that I, I was tired of him, but on this situation, Will Ferrell uh, and Paul Rudd, the uh, shrink next door. 
It's a mini series on okay. there that's really good. It's based on a true story. Okay. I do I would recommend that heavily. Texas can Trevor wear his Spreewell jersey to the horseback riding excursion <laughs> for the family picture. I want you on a horse in the Spreewell jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna find the Spreewell jersey picture one day. I, I mean I'm dying to see it. I did forget what dying the, to see I just it. I don't know why I just like thinking the cameos. Little Richard has a cameo as the uh the singer of the national anthem for this game between the Rangers and mystery. And you can tell the Rangers players are so just like uncomfortable outside. So they convinced little Richard to sing the national anthem at like a 12 minute length. So they, they, the announcer's like, this has got to be the bleeping as longest national anthem ever. Why is he singing so slow? <laughs> I love that. Um, Patrick texts us all the time about this free ball picture. Patrick's always like, he's, he's, I think he wants to see this free ball picture more than anybody. He does. <laughs> well, my mom took it off the wall. I can only assume from shame. And I saw, and I, I, the thing is, I have to ask her where it is. And if I do, it's going to result in like 45 minutes of just like pain and misery. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's worth it. Cause she'll us. just feel like, I don't know what I did with it. I didn't move it. They're about to go to, I looked into uh, our boy Patrick, who's last season playing for manual baseball. Mm-hmm. And I looked up because because Joey Wagner's kid plays for Manual too, and he was messaging me the other day talking about they they knocked off like three top ten teams and all this stuff, and they're having a great season. And so I checked back in today because I mean we had Patrick on the hot seat here when he was interning, and asked I asked him how are you looking, and he was very confident with the squad. And I said like it's one thing to be good, a lot of local teams are good. Like are you going to be right up there with the Trinities and the St. X's of the world because they've kind of dominated the seventh region as of late? And he said, oh yeah, no problem. And I looked it up, and apparently last week they did play San X. They lost fifteen to five in five innings. So <laughs> they played Je- J- uh, Jeffersonville last night on our airwaves. They split. Yeah, they won the first game, lost the second. The uh, I don't know who was on who, but I was listening to some of the broadcast, and I mean the pitcher's name was Zach Morris. John, I love J- that. John did not give me enough puns on that one. I was very disappointed in him. John Spears, you do such a great job. John Spears. But now, I don't know if he plays for Manuel or he plays for Jeffersonville, but you'll like this one even better. One of the players' name is Jackson Brown. Oh. Very first at bat, Spears, Spears avoided it, but his co-host goes, coming to the plate, Jackson Brown. Let's hope he's not running on empty. I was going to say, if he's a pitcher, it would have been a lot better. Like Brown looks like he's running on empty. I, was, I would have been like, this kid can swing the bat. He is definitely no pretender. Every time I watch <laughs> I mean, got... the poor Frampton kid from Western Kentucky, oh. every time I watch the game, they were like, I beg Frampton's coming alive here. I was I, like, oh. I felt like I didn't hear it enough. Oh, I heard it too many times. Like every time, I would do it in my own home. <laughs> I'd be like, he's coming alive. <laughs> I wonder if Patrick pitched either of the games last night. I, know I, 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 saw I don't he think pit, he did. I think oh, he, he, pitched, pitched... he pitched in one of their first games. I saw it in the okay. box score. Their, their coach posted. But uh, Mayo, they're still off to a good start. They, it looks like they're what? Like 7-3 and three right now. Oh, good. 8-3. and three. They're good. They're off to a good start. But the run rule against the next hurts them a little bit. All right. So I, so what else happened? Anything else in the Rutherford household last night other than you cheating on me with uh, drinking? I did cheat on you with drinking. That was fine. Uh, we had we had a full house last night. We were taking care of uh, our, our niece, Audrey, up until late. So we had the three kids just going crazy, going running around. We took them on a little walk. Uh, Drug him around in this gigantic wagon. I think you're going to say you drugged him to go to bed. Drug him down. <laughs> I remember, like, we finally took my parenting advice here finally. A little NyQuil in the, in the, in the Threw some drugs at him. <laughs> Went and watched shrinking. Figured they'd be okay. There's no way we could get to watch the show without listening to it. No, it was good. They were all excited because they, uh, they had Easter parties today at school. Oh, had, okay. What? Virginia had an Easter egg hunt. Audrey's class had a party. They were all pumped. They were all jazzed. 
Uh, so it was the first time this week that she's been okay with going to school. Um, they've got soccer tonight. Soccer, soccer take three. We're going to find out if today take three goes now, better than take one. Is it always two. Wednesday nights? Or always Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I think for some reason you did it on a Tuesday for some reason. So we'll see. You're going to miss Orange Cassidy defending the championship tonight. Well, no, it's pretty much over by the time I get there. I get there for like the last 15 minutes because it starts at 530. Um. It ends like 615. So I come like racing from from here, which is it's pretty close to the park. Um, so I get to see like the last 15 minutes, which is always when she melts down. So I can't wait to see my daughter once again being the only kid just throwing an absolute fit because she can't kick the soccer ball enough. Uh, it, it's my new Wednesday tradition. And we've established you're one of those ones who gets who feels shame when your your kid acts up. I and do. Looks at I, you. I, this is very yeah. early. I mean, we've only I've only been through this twice because she does well with ballet. She does well with with you know, she's good at school. She does everything. I think what I'm finding out and it's still early. She's three. I think we're. we're I think our athletic hopes are going to rest with John here. I think <laughs> Virginia's coordinated, but she's very much more. I think she's going to be drama. Like she loves singing, like performing on stages. Okay. Like she likes the ballet. She's she's good at ballet. Um, the soccer. I mean, just the lack of. She does not handle when things go slightly wrong, and that's going to be. She she's either going to need to do an individual sport like tennis or golf, or I think we're just going to focus on performing. She'd like the female McElroy, or not McElroy. Uh, uh... What was the what was the tennis player that always blew up at everybody? All of them. No, the one from the eighties with the with the uh, with the curly fro. I don't know. John McEnroe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I was say, well, there are a lot of them. That, <laughs> well, no, he was I, I thought you were talking about a female <laughs> tennis player. I said a female version. Oh, a female version of John McEnroe. Yeah, she, are you kidding me? I mean, she kind of does that already. Oh, okay. <laughs> Last night I got a I don't like daddy anymore, which is just it happening. It happens very frequently, and I stay calm. I'm like, you know, I still love you. You just cannot shove John down when he's touching one of your toys. I mean, you might, I might as well get ready for it now because teenage Virginia is going to tell you she hates you probably on a regular basis. Very, I, I thought I had some years before this. I happened. mean, that's true. You, you, you do have some some because it's supposed to be like until like, like five or six. Daddy's girl, everything's perfect. She still is, but like she when she gets mad, she just says mean things. Like she's she gets <laughs> she throws it out there pretty easily. She gets upset. Uh, we also have this is a I think a lot of parents listening can relate to this. We have officially entered the Frozen stage. She's big into Frozen. Now. Oh, no. See, I, I didn't know what Frozen was until like two, a couple years ago. I don't doubt. You had no reason to. I, that's probably better I didn't know what it was. We have we have officially, we were full on exit from Nightmare Before Christmas. It lasted like five months. Well, let's... She's out. She's done. Okay. And she is very into Frozen. Like, we drive to school. We listen to Frozen songs. She wants to come home. We watched the whole Frozen like three times this past weekend. She wants an, an Elsa dress. She wants, you know, she plays Anna, which is great. I always had to be Jack, and she was always Sally when we were doing Night Before Christmas. And now Mommy is Elsa, and she wants to be Anna. So I, I'm out. Like, I don't really have to play. Is that a bad thing? It, no, it's great. I'm, okay. like, I'm like, now you get to see how this is. Every single morning waking up and being like, you're, you're Elsa, you're Elsa. Like, I woke up every day for four months, and she was like, you're Jack. Do the Jack voice. Be Jack. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, but I now I think uh, Penny is Sven, the the – the, the dog John is Olaf. Um, I don't. I, I'm. Was it Eric? Is the guy? I don't even remember the guy. All I know is he's got a song called "Let It Go" in it that apparently was very popular. Let it go's big. We're, we've yeah. moved on. I knew "Let It Go," but now I'm learning. I knew of "Let It." I don't know. The, I'm learning the glory now of "Do You Want to Build a Snowman" and uh, "Love Is an Open Door" and um, "For the First Time in Forever," which are all jams. Okay, I'm gonna... straight beats. <laughs> Real hot in the streets right Straight now. Straight bangers. Real hot in the streets. Frozen 2, we gave it a shot. Frozen 2 kind of sucked. I'm not a big fan. Their sequel? Oh, yeah. Kidding me? Well, it's They're not going to let that money go to waste. You're right with my tail. <laughs> but we are full on. Are in the, you stupid? We are full on in the Frozen stage. 
Uh, we're gonna I'm surprised they only got two out because didn't Frozen come out like a ten years ago? I'm pretty sure there's another one coming soon. Okay, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna market all this stuff to death. It's all going straight to Disney now instead of DVD or probably. I mean, Frozen Two was in theaters. Cause I remember I, it? I had friends who took their kids to see Frozen Two, and they were like, "It's a little bit more, you know, it's kind of like more adult themes a little bit." Because uh, I'm sure they marketed it towards the kids that were obsessed with Frozen growing up, and then got a little bit older, and then uh, Frozen Two. But Frozen Frozen Two is just different. It, it was not my cup of tea, but maybe. Maybe it'll be an acquired taste down the line. Frozen, I'm good with. I'm just glad she's actually sitting down and watching movies instead of these stupid shows that are five minutes kids playing with toys. We gotta, we had to get away from that. And finally, it happens. There's uh, your movie and television reviews for the day. There it is. That's how we start. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the summer. Texas Mike, I'm a father of three. We've got four, and then two at two, and we just exited the Frozone. Godspeed. The Frozone. Like the- it's funny, like, I told my friends that. Like, there's, a, there's like terrible twos. The Frozen Zone. Frozen <laughs> Era is, is a big favorite. Like, Teenager. I, all of my friends, pretty much all of my, my best friends, have kids that are, are older than mine. And I let them know, at least we, I'm like, we're officially in the Frozen Era. And like, they were like nostalgic about it. They're like, man, I kind of miss it now. Like, now that it's over, it takes me back to another place. Like, three years ago, we were watching Frozen every day. And now it's just my kids are animals. And they're. What was your Frozen? Like the movie that I was really into, like mine was probably the Muppets Take Manhattan. I, I watched that thing. That and well, that I don't know if that counts because it's probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'll say it doesn't count as because it's not a cartoon, but uh, Goonies I watched over and over as a kid. I, I liked Goonies. Goonies was a little bit older for me. I mean, it's not a cartoon, but it's a kids' movie still. I mean, like kids' phases. Like I was just always, I was always really big into sports, and then I liked Ninja Turtles. I was big into, and then wrestling. I was big into. I mean, I like Ninja WWE. Turtles. I was like. When that came out, still yeah. like I'm just thinking of like overall like like brands like oh okay well I mean, yeah but I mean, it's a brand's got a movie like, yeah I was obsessed when the Transformers and G. I was big into Transformers I, I remember Optimus Prime dying spoiler yeah. like that crushed me as a kid that that that's what kind of killed the whole he died like five minutes into the movie and the crazy thing was was it was so negative that they had they Probably changed back, the entire yeah. well they changed the entire G. Joe movie because of it oh they did originally Joe was supposed to die in that one and the the Transformer was such a backlash. And did so bad at the box office, they like they changed the entire G.I. Joe script and then went it straight to video. I was never in G.I. Joe. I was like a big G.I. Joe. The movie was not very good. But, but I, don't, I don't think there was like a movie. It wasn't like it is then. Or it wasn't then like, well, like I mean, it was then like it is now, I think. Kids like just like they. Well, I don't know. I disagree. I mean, you had your like your Lion King runs. You had your. I mean, I, I was, was too old for all that, though. I mean, like, and I was I was I mean, I still loved Lion King, but I, yeah, I was too old for like to be the. I liked it, area. but like when that happened, when that started happening, like, like that run of like Aladdin and Mermaid, Mer- Little Mermaid. Yeah. Like I was kind of Little Mermaid. I was young enough, like but like Virginia's three. Like I was, I remember I was six when Little Mermaid came out, and then I was ten when Lion King came out. Like I was nine when Aladdin came out, so I wasn't quite as young when like I think like when I was three or four. Like I don't even know like what I was. I was pretty much watching I mean, Captain Kangaroo on TV. Yeah, I, was, I don't remember. I mean, but it's one of the first memories going to Kroger's and picking it up from the. Little side video store was like that's the Muppet. I'd go there and get that like every on that every weekend. Yeah, I remember trying to convince my uncle that like I hadn't seen it before. I was like, I haven't seen this yet. He's like, We rented it last night, you doofus. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like <laughs> a, a movie like like brand that like I just like you know, had to have the clothes for and like watch over and over. And I don't think that there was one when what I was about, that. Uh, age. What about American Tale? I liked five. Like, but, like I, mean, I, I was big in American Tale too as a kid. Like, I had the Fible doll. I'm thinking about like all like my the nitrous. It was all U of L stuff. Like I would I, I'd make up fake U of L games on my Fisher Price goal. Like I'd watch all the games with my dad. Like I think I was just like U of L was my like Frozen. 
back then. Like that's that's how much of a I mean, I would be addicted kid I was. Pro I, wrestling, I got really. Into. I used to do. I used to take my GI Joe characters and do like pro wrestling matches with them. Oh, I had the ring and all the figures, yeah. and I would have. I, well, have I just, a, I mean, the Joes because remember those little GI Joes, little three yeah, happen. No. they moved so well that you could like do cool stuff with them. And I would do full on like yeah. intros for the wrestlers. I'd have like an intercontinental. I'd have the scripts going. I'd have, oh yeah, I'd have my whole little world. Me, down me there. and my, my my neighbor Scott, we used to we used to sit there and we had a little notebook and we would write down paper, make yeah. pay per view yeah. cards and. We'd go through the whole thing. God knows I could find those. Poor, my poor Chad Joes would just break because I'd put them like in like a, a generic leg lock version and like the, the screw <laughs> would snap off their leg. Or the rubber band in the middle would snap because I'd be bending them so much. And There's yeah. this Mike, my five-year-old is bleeps deep in Pokemon right now. I've got a, another friend is who's- Pokemon, is it a Pokemon's still a thing. I don't think it ever really went away, but I've got a friend who's big. Two of my friends who have kids that are huge into Pokemon. They're like They really don't get it. But they like they have to have the cards. They want the toys. Like they're they're all about it. I mean, when it was in its, I hope that I don't get when it was at its peak. Players. I know my buddy's kid who's you know now in his early twenties. Uh, he was big into it at that point because he was right the right age of its peak in the, in the early two thousands. Like Pog, Pogs. Was I was like, into Pogs for a while. I, was I got that was a little too old for those. Yeah, Texas Sandlot was my frozen. Could have used a few more musical numbers though. Sandlot, I I saw it in theaters. I, mean, I think I, I was nine too, when yeah. it came out. I was older because that and Rookie of the Year. Came out at the same time. And I, mean, I, I was, saw them both the same summer. I, I was over 10 for both of them. So I yeah, love Sandlot. Different, so different era, but yeah, I love Sandlot. I saw both in theaters as well. And I saw Little Big League in theaters. Remember that one? I did. When I the, do. The, I did the, not the, see it in the theaters. The grandfather dies and leaves I love the Little twins. Big League. Yeah. yeah. Um, Texas, you can't say that. I can't. No, I can't say the, the B word referring to testicles. I can't. What not, do you mean? If you're playing with basketballs, you can say that, but you can't say he's. Got giant. He's bleeps deep. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I believe it's a little too much. Really? I don't know. Texas, let's not forget that Trevor watched The Little Mermaid in its entirety like a year ago. <laughs> That's right. I, I had to go. Re- I'm, we I'm, watched it this morning before school. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm all for rewatching. I because I was disappointed how short it was. We have to skip the Ursula parts. Yeah, I was, I was like, come on, this only took like thirty minutes to watch. What the hell? We skipped the Ursula parts. And Virginia, she's also at the age where she just asks questions about everything like everything is like well why is she this well why is she that we'll get to school and she's like are we here i'm like yeah why are we here i'm like because this is where we're going <laughs> but so this we're watching we're fast forwarding through the ursula parts and she's like why is she not a mermaid anymore i'm like well we skipped the whole explanation here but I, let me tell you she made a deal with the devil what do you want me to say <laughs> texas hook was my kid movie rufio dying was devastating oh god hook was good rufio 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 oh god it's a good movie I text us the Land Before Time was my frozen. I used to have the Pizza Hut Land Before Time hand puppets. I did That's too. another good one too. First yeah. movie I ever saw in theaters, Land Before I, Time. I still will sometimes. Re- somebody asks me a question on Twitter on text, I'll sometimes reply, "Yep, yep, yep." God, I love. And that. I don't know how often they get the reference or not, but I do it sometimes. Still. Our babysitters took me. I still remember it was one, of, one of my few memories. Of like our, the first house we lived in was being picked up and going to see Land Before Time. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get a couple of, we'll try to, and people keep texting and stuff. We'll we'll, we'll get to your text, I promise. Uh, I do have a couple of transfer portal updates that I want to get to and a couple of questions for TK. got a horse update I told you. We got got a Trevor horse update. Can't wait. I I reached out to an expert last night and got some some info. All that. Not that I don't trust you or the internet. All that and more (laughs) coming your way here on 1450 The Big X. Keep it right here.
sounds like it should be on like a kids movie. But this is the second is time not. you played Ben in like a month. No, no, I didn't play it last time. We just brought it up. You, I think you played it. No, we brought it up. I brought it up because we played something. I'm almost positive you played it when we were in Jeffersonville one day. We were in Jeff. Because I forgot about the song and then you played it. And I was no, like, I didn't. I, well, I may have played it when we brought it up, but I didn't use it actually in the song. I still have no desire to see the movie. Yeah, because someone brought up like Willard. I got hiccups now. I can't get rid of them. You should know you've got a place to go. You're doing the hiccup face again. He's crossing his eyes. I can't get. I tried to during the break. I can't get rid of him for some reason right now. I got a good batch up. Thank God the YouTube cameras are coming next week. Really? Yes. <laughs> Any day now. Don't toy with my emotions. I've been told next week. Don't toy with my emotions, Mike. I've been waiting for these YouTube cameras so I can be discovered. I've been making the same joke for 18 months, and you still like are like, really? <laughs> like, like I say, one next day I'm gonna walk in here, and they're gonna be, and I can't, I'm waiting. I can't wait. Can't just go buy. I, I got like old cell phones at home. Can't I just hook those up and like in the corners of here and like. Well, I told you like a couple months ago, Jay, who does the, the commercials for WBNA, he was like, I was listening to the show the other day, and I heard, and he's like, I know sometimes you guys talk about the station and, and whatnot, and I heard you guys talking about the YouTube cameras and. Kind of told me he's like, you know, you can actually do this. He's like, all you would need would you'd have to have Trevor. And I was like, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> what, you know, why did you stop him? What do I need to do? You would need to install some stuff and, and figure it out. And I was like, I'm gonna stop. That's not gonna happen, Jay. Do I need to figure it out? Then install, or can I install then figure out? I think either way, we'd run into some trouble. I mean, it can't be that hard, right? Just I don't think it's hard at all. I still just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it's just, I mean, just got to plug something in, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have him talk to you about it, and we'll see what can. I'm cool with Jay. Jay's in a band. Jay, Jay's the man. Jay's awesome. Jay's very cool. Um, but he he had some ideas, and I was like, I'm not. I, don't I didn't think. I, I thought that was, that was Calvin was supposed to be doing the, the, the camera work and stuff. Well, that was two years ago. So I don't know if, if, if what was originally talked about is what's going to happen. But Jay's like, you can do it pretty easily. You would just need to do this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it can't be that hard. Do you see the kids that get on YouTube? Well, I mean, you can just do a phone and we could just like stream live. But like, I don't want to. That would sound bad, wouldn't it? And it would, it, you'd like, it'd just be on me. Like, there's no way to put, there's nowhere to put a camera or a phone where like we could see both of us because of the layout. Of, like a split screen it, on Like, the... if you were doing the show in here with me, like sitting right across from me, we could do that. But because you're in there and I'm in here, we would need like two. Cameras. So we need one time. camera in there, one in here, and then kind of do a split screen on the on the. It's coming the, next week. Audio. They're gonna they're gonna take care of it. We're gonna I mean, we need like a video producer as well. I mean, other than other, you know, end up the audio one over. Here. Who would like to do it for five dollars? <laughs> Not per day. That's our <laughs> yearly budget. That's what yearly. We can, that's it's what we can make out. The one whole sum. <laughs> that's what we've got. For but me. you get to hang out with us for three hours a day, which maybe. is worth its price in gold. <laughs> Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. A couple quick uh, cleanup texts here. Texas, I agree with all your shows, Mike. I think that means shows. He said shoes. But also my parents said I watched Mary Poppins and Ferris Bueller all day on repeat. I never got into Mary Poppins. Combo. Yeah, that's that's an interesting combo. Yeah, Mary Poppins, I'm agree with you. I never got into as well. My mom like would love it and like, want me to watch it. But my grandma tried to get me into it. Yeah, I was more wanting to like... Like some other ones that come up, like uh, Labyrinth was another one I liked as a kid. Uh, now it was dark, definitely the dark, the dark Crystal. It, um, it wasn't like I was above the more like, like I was into Care Bears as a kid for sure. Care Bears, My yeah. mom was a preschool teacher, like she was big into Care Bears. Like I was definitely into that. Yeah. And apparently, my favorite show—I don't remember this at all—was Captain Kangaroo because my dad wrote a column when he was a he was a columnist for the Courier Journal for a long time, and he wrote a column about you know back in the day when ESPN had the coverage the 
rights to the NCAA tournament, they would just play get one game, but they would play like the replays like all night over and over and over. And he would stay up all night and watch all the games. And he was excited to watch like the replay at eight in the morning of one of the games the night before. And I came in like demanding to watch Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> and he was like, that was, was like, this is, I mean, I, I don't, I remember watching Captain Kangaroo, but that was, we were talking more movies television wise. Now it was more like pinwheel and you can't do that on television. And, uh, I used to love watching, I'd get up every morning before I go to school, I watch a, kid, a show called kid court. That was uh, I always thought was always I always thought was fun. <laughs> I mean, anything a, on Nickelodeon, pretty much, and then on Fox when I got home after school. Texas Mike literally hosted a sports talk show live with Master P before you all got this show on YouTube. That's that's a fact. That's that is a fact. I saw that Master P put for whatever reason on, on his Instagram. It's still on my DVR, by the way. It's still on mine too. Yeah. On his Instagram yesterday, Master P put like the reel of our the, the sports the, the news story from WDRB of uh, the show premiering, and like. All these people in the comments were like, can't wait to watch tonight. Can't wait to watch tonight. And I was like, well, folks, you could maybe find the uh, the replay on YouTube, but it's, it's not going to be on tonight. <laughs> have you heard anything else for, for episode two? I have not. I think we're still in a holding. And this was kind of by design. Like, this was what I was told to expect. Because I was, it happened so fast. And I was like, you know, I, 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 you know, I was like, I still have a lot of questions about this. <laughs> the show's already happened. I was like, <laughs> it, it went very quickly from like, would you be interested in potentially doing a show with Master P? And I was like, sure, you know, I, I listen to everything. If anybody has like a little pitch, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it. And then it very quickly turned into like, we're doing a show with Master P in like six days. You need to be there and like <laughs> do the, the the press. And so I was like, I still have some, qu-. and they were very much like, this is going to be a pilot episode. We're going to use it to, to ship to advertisers and have like a sizzle reel and stuff. So like, we won't have another show until we can figure everything out moving forward. So this was, I, I kind of expected this, but yeah, it's, um, I assume it's going to come back some point in the relatively near future probably the end of summer texas my kid movie was dunson checks in i like dunson checks in that was a little that was a little after i was gotten old i remember though texas the night 19- i tried to with eddie the one with mike matt leblanc where the, the monkey plays the second <laughs> <Yeah>. baseman <laughs> texas the 1989 batman was mine i had all the toys i still oh. watch it regularly now i was when i was a kid i was very much into the the, the old campy Batman with Adam West. I, I, I watched all of those. I did the- like that as well. But the Batman movie, I was about nine years old when they came out. Me and my, again, my, I remember. My, I liked it a lot too. My best friend at the time, his name was Scott. He was actually like a year, he was a little older than me. But uh, yeah, I was. I had the, the car, the toy, the shirt. I would walk. I'd, I'd use the line all the time. You know, like uh, Bob, my gun. Oh, oh. Yeah, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. I use that one a lot. Yeah. My brothers would always say that to me. They were way older than I was. They Bob, thought that was you're cool. my number one. Like, yeah, just thought, if you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, I would use that line all through high school. Texas, You'd be surprised you didn't even get it, too. It would just annoy me. <laughs> Texas says, Lamb Before Time was the first movie I saw in theaters, too, Mike. Well, I'm assuming we're about the same age. It was a great memory. I don't know what my first actual theater movie was. I know I went to the... Dr- the first movie I saw with my... was I, I was too young to even remember. I probably was about Virginia's age. Was I went to a drive-in. And they were showing Snow White, and I think that was the first movie. But the first movie I went to theaters to see, I remember vividly, was was not Land Before Time. I mean, when like I said around eighty nine, when I was about nine, I went. I mean, I remember seeing like movies like Glory and, and Batman in theaters. I want to say maybe the Black Cauldron was one of my first ones. That was, I think, I was around maybe six. And that was one of the very underrated Disney cartoon movies of the time. Texas, I'm a podcast listener. I just listened to yesterday's show, and you cannot convince me that Trevor is a real person. <laughs> I think it's a chat bot that Mike is using. He's real and he's spectacular. He's <laughs> thank you. He's very real. I'm 100 percent real. Trust me. 
<laughs> and whatever animal I have to sit on the back of will agree with it. I am real. Texas, speaking of Memphis, does Trevor know about your brick rolling? I think we've talked about this. I think, I think I've informed you about what. Remember Rick rolling was a thing? I I remember it. I didn't embrace it. I thought it was dumb, but yeah. But, you, but you're aware of what I, it was. I knew what it was, yes. So I would do this thing on Card Chronicle for a while. Like, I loved the Darius Washington. It was a video on YouTube that was Darius Washington goes down in flames. It was like the last, it was the ending sequence of that game where yeah. I missed the two. I mean, I've, watched, I've watched that clip more times than probably a normal same person should. And so once every couple of weeks, I would, uh, there'd be a bogus link on Card Chronicle in like a news notes post where I would link and I'd be like... <laughs> It usually had something to do with Calipari or Memphis or something. <laughs> and I, I'd be, I do not know this. No. I'd be like, I'd be like, serious talks about Memphis joining the Big East, which is wild. If you want to read, you can read more about it here. It would always be a link just to the YouTube video. <laughs> and for a while, there, there were like, there were like hundreds of comments on the YouTube video, and like seventy-five percent of them were like, "Mike Rutherford sent me here." Like, <laughs> yeah. damn it, he got me again. And I did this for years, and then they found they took the video down. Oh, and they put up a replacement a few years ago, and like I've I've done it a couple of times since then. But it was one of my favorite things to do on the internet, like back in the the heyday, like 10, 15 years ago. I did not. I don't know. You've never mentioned that. I love that. It was great. Yeah, I'd be like when, when we started playing them again, I'd be like. It sounds like Rick Pitino is thinking about using Russ Smith in the starting lineup for this weekend's game against Memphis because their speed. More about his justification here, it's, and it would always it would just be a link Washington. to the. And then I'd have to like get because people would then start hovering over the link and see that it was YouTube. So I'd have to like disguise it. I would have to do the thing where you used to be able to 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 code a link. You could like make it yourself, but then when you click on it, it would take you to YouTube. Yeah, and I would start doing that. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's harder to do these days. Poor Darius Washington. There aren't times he came across. I don't feel sorry for him. He's fine. (laughs) They they did have an updated special with him a few years ago on game day, and it did make me feel a little bit bad for him because it sounds like he's really matured. But in that moment, I think Ellis Miles had the best quote afterwards where they were like, you know, the post-game press conference, they were like, you know, did you you feel for him? He's like, it's kind of hard to feel bad for a dude who's sticking out his tongue and thumping his chest and talking bleep the entire game. Plus, it was a cheesy foul. Plus, he also hit the first free throw and looked over at Cal and said, it's over. Yeah, I don't know if I vaguely remember that. It was over. Just yeah. for the wrong side. For you. Suck it, Darius. I still don't feel bad. I just remember my, my best friend, Weber and I, we were living at Dayton together. And he, like, this is, remember, we were so hungover. It was because the game tipped off at like 11 a.m. Yeah, I, was, so this I had was to work still, the day shift to do. And we, we after the, he missed the free throws, Weber like sprints out, grabs two beers for us just to chug. And he's just like, Cry for me, Darius. Cry for me. It was like the meanest but also most understandable thing I've ever been a part of. I just went running around pizza box high-fiving everybody in the bar. And the rest it was so of great. It was so wonderful. <laughs> Texas, those three divisions, the red, white, and blue, were actually U L's idea so that the conference games could be minimized and we could still play the national schedule that we played with Denny. Divisions had four teams each, so the home and homes were with divisional teams, and the other divisions were four home and away, four home and four away. Fourteen conference games allowed for big national weekends games. It was dumb, but that's what it was. I did not know that, but that makes sense, but also is really stupid. <laughs> God, everybody just hated Conference USA. Well, because it was so cartoony when it came out, too, with the whole yeah, red, white, it was and blue. Awful. It was just like, this is really, it's not real, right? It was awful. You felt like, you felt like, like, you felt like a USFL team or like league or something. It did feel like we're trying too hard to be a big, like, there's no way we're going to be a big basketball conference if we're trying this hard to make people pay attention to us. That was, you know, it did have a sort of a WWE feel to it. It was just all gimmicky, but that makes more sense. Why Denny would want to do things that way. Who knew we had that much pull. And then five years later, they're trying to kick us out of that damn conference. (laughs) 
Texas, besides a whole lot of success in life and athletics, is there really a difference between TK and Bill Walton? I mean, he's a lot taller and more, he's got more money than I do. I think you have a lot of difference of opinions. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's, he's like 100% like one side. I'm like more 60-40. I'd say that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Texas, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was my first movie when oh, I was super young, and I had wow. multiple what, dreams of Jessica Rabbit. You and me both, didn't? buddy. You and I mean, me both. I mean, that's... Anybody about our age went through a similar... Love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I, I, I might watch that tonight and after wrestling. Oh, God. You made me laugh. What was that? What was that noise? I was going to do my Eddie, but you made me laugh. What was that noise that you just made? Stop making me laugh so I can do my impression. Do it quickly. we got to go to break. <laughs> oh my god all right when we come back i promise we're gonna try to talk about sports transfer portal stuff coming up next keep it locked right here more rutherford show next on 1450 and 96 one the big x this would be playing if there is washington Will bring the second shot in They're all songs with people's names yep. in the title. Is that simple? Yeah. All right, I like it. Now we're not just going women's names. Bing, bang, boom, nailed it. Everybody, everybody can always do the, oh, it's a new song named after a woman. Like the Family Guy skit. Name 10 of them. Name 10 more. Name 10 more. There are a lot. We got some guys mixed in here, too. Some love to the men. All right, welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show, Wednesday edition here on 1450-961, The Big X. We're going to be joined by Nick Curran. Uh, play-by-play man for both Louisville women's basketball and the Louisville Bats coming up at 4.15 to get us ready for Louisville Bats baseball. I'm sure Nick enjoyed, I mean, a mini break. He got like a week, well, not even a week off. He got no, like, by the time he... Like four days off. Because they probably came back on Monday, I would assume, right? Yeah, he's, then, this is his break. He's spending it with us. Yeah, and because they leave them all for Nashville, so... I'd they, be like, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not coming on the show. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for you guys, but he's no, he's on. he's he's got you know he's got the he's got the newborns there at the house. He's like, you know what, honey, I got to do it for the fame. I do it for the glory. I do it for the people. I do it for the kids. I do it for the fans. It's for the kids too. Yeah. He's gonna better their life moving forward. I mean, I might take five minutes away from from my own child, but it's for the hundreds of children out there who want to hear me. Why is Clayface trending on Twitter? I don't know what anything is. What anymore. is a clay? That that sounds. There's no way that can be good, right? It's Batman Two, apparently. Oh, I don't. It's like a Batman movie. That... Everything that I see on Twitter, I just don't understand anymore. I, I I've gave, lost. I've it. given up. Yeah. It, I've seen Bill Murray trending today. I just saw that Jeremy Renner's trending right below him. 
Apparently, Starbucks got busted somehow. Aren't they always? <laughs> oh, I see. Go see that now. Okay. Dollar General right above it. That can't be good. I saw Dollar General's thing. It's like they're not paying their employees anything, and they're making like billions of dollars. It's a Dollar General. I know. I mean, yeah. you... I, I don't know. I'm not going to be mean, but if you work at Dollar General, did you expect to like have a retirement 401k in the works? So we go, Virginia's Ballet <laughs> is right above a Dollar General, and every single time she leaves. It's above a Dollar General. She loves, yeah, it, it's that little complex right there by Trinity. and the, You know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly. Road. I got the my, way you say it just sounds Yeah, so there's a there's two levels of this little shopping complex. Yeah. And there's a Dollar General at the bottom and her ballet is right above it. I got my pictures, senior pictures taken. And we're up there in that little <laughs> upper level. And every single time after she finishes ballet, she says, I want to go to the dollar spot. Like she loves the dollar spot. She oh, wants yeah. like a quick little toy, quick little something. And if she's good, we take her there. And the employees there do just seem like they hate everything. And I don't blame them. <laughs> I mean, you work at I would too if I worked at a dollar store. Now, that's not the plaza where like there used to be Big Lots and Laser Tag, right? It's right there. Yeah, it's the same, same place. So is it is the Dollar General like the, the place that used to be the Treehouse place above above Big yes. Lots? Yes, yes. I never went up there, but I always kind of wondered what it was. Dollar General's on the bottom. Okay. Big and Lots is gone then, I guess? Big Lots has been gone for a while. Oh, wow. That's my, that was my church across Street, Beargrass Christian. That's the only reason I know that. There you go. Great I, Turtle Soup. They always have that sign. I mean, and I can't tell you how many times I... I Missed homeroom on time at Wagner to go to Hardy's and get a breakfast over there. That, which I don't know what that plaza, what that restaurant. I think it's a Papa John's now. Papa John's now, yeah. It was a, it was a Hardy's in a Boston market, last Boston market we ever had here. Which I wish they'd bring it back. I remember it was a Hardy's when we had the the Days of Thunder cars. I remember that. I remember getting Days of Thunder Dick cars Trickle. at that Hardy's. Yeah, back in the day. It was great. That what is what was the character's name? Uh, yeah, because Dick Trickle's a real Dick Trickle's a real car yeah. driver. Uh, was, um, is it K? It was something along those lines, though. Now it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah, because I, I remember watch, I remember renting day, uh, Days of Thunder thinking it was so cool. It was terrible. Cold trickle. Cold trickle. I was, yeah, there you go. So yeah. you, my mind is, is in the area. And rowdy burns. <laughs> my dad's like a bit, my dad's big into cars and like, you know, he's still, he loves Formula and, and One. And he rubbed he off Indy. on you, yeah. Yeah, not really. Oh, um, come on. You're big into that race car. I like Formula One, but not like him. And I also, I, like, I don't know a lot about cars. Like, my dad invested in a, he was part of a, a group that like got a car to try to, to run in the Indy 500. Scott Harrington oh, wow. was a famous driver. They got him to it wrecked in qualifying, which sucked. But they called it Spirit. Like he's all about this. And so he watched Days of Thunder, and my dad like he can't put it past like like when there's a movie that's outside the realm of possibility. He, he's just like, nope, no, nope, would never happen. No, nope, like that's not right. That's like God forbid you ever watch. You would love to actually watch Top Gun with this man because my dad flew. <laughs> Well, the new one, not the old one, because my dad hates. Top oh, Gun. I love the old one. I hate the dad new one, flew yeah. planes in the Navy back in the day, and so he like is watching this, and he's like, "Nope, nope, nope!" Like the, every single time, and I'm like, "Dad, I, I get it. I don't know anything about what's going on. I'm trying to enjoy the <laughs> willful suspense of disbelief. That's I'd what be, you have to do." That's how some people. That's why a lot of my friends don't like watching sports movies with me that are quote unquote based on true stories. I do, yeah, because I'm I'm I the one that now I don't do, and then, and they give me crap because I love Hoosiers and it's. It's got as many holes in as any other sports movie does with reality, but it's loosely it got based. Gra- but it got grandfathered into me. So it's like anything like post. Well, also it is kind of a real story. Yeah, but other than, I mean, the name changed. The coach wasn't his first year. He'd been there like for four years. No, but like a small school wins yeah. the NCAA state title. Like it was kind of. But they were they were the also favored to make it that way because they were in the state finals the year before. I don't th- think they made it that. They far. made it to the final four or something. Yeah, before. they, they yeah. made they've been kind of like the quarterfinals, I think. And but they, it was still like a, and they altered the like the way the the team the way the games went and stuff. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's still, I mean, listen, I don't expect everything to be perfect. But anything past like nineteen ninety ninety two ish, maybe 
That's when I started getting really picky of my based on true story movies. I can see that. Like, remember the Titans? Which has very little. Anything Jerry Bruckheimer touches, is there's no truth to the story left in, in it. Trust me. Um, and, and Kentucky fans will back me up on the glory road of that one. Definitely all true. <laughs> all true. I, I think the only thing, the only thing, the only thing true in that movie is that they, the Kentucky played in the title game. I guess the only fact they got right. I wish they'd been made even more villainous. Like I, I wanted UK fans that's like dropping hard R's like left and right in that movie. Just like, like I mean, they already got them. They already got them rolling in like in tanks, like DX coming to get WCW and rebel like, flags, and rebel crowd. flags on it. Stuff. Yeah, I wanted it to be like, even worse though. I want I wanted it to be worse. Like make them look as bad as possible. Let, let this be the passion of Christ of sports movies. Like just let them. Let them look terrible. Like I watched that, and I was like, I want it's bad. I want it to be worse. I want the, like big blue. Like this is what you become, and did not affect their recruiting at all. No, no, it didn't. Which what's well, well, so that probably has something to do with the fact that like no one went and saw that movie either. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw like I don't think I've even seen the whole thing. I think I've seen like parts I've of it on TV. I've never seen the whole thing. I, I I tried to watch a few minutes of it, and it was like the guy I guess who's playing the coach for UTEP uh, Haskins, and he's like he's his first year, and I'm like. Again, when his first year, right? They're like, well, no one wants these kids. I'm like, they were heavily recruited kids. I mean, it's like it's not like like, like they, they ran out of nowhere. Uh, a couple quick uh, tips. Texture did say, I, I can't believe you went through all of yesterday's show without mentioning uh, Adnan Syed. Have you seen this? The 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 guy from Serial. Oh, okay, I knew the name sounded familiar. You're more familiar with them than I am. I never finished Serial, but I listened to most of it. So he been a while. I remember the Best Buy. They had the dramatic overturning of the conviction. Uh, late last year, where he became a free man. Yeah. And then yesterday, a Maryland court reinstated the murder conviction. And in that called in that fall under double jeopardy. No, basically there was a procedural error. Like people, I think people are looking, maybe not reading what this actually means because everybody's like, "Well, they're, they're taking back the overturning now. He's going to have to you know, go back to jail." And go, it's really not. Basically, when they had the hearing, it all happened very quickly. But when they had the hearing to overturned the conviction the judge didn't alert the the victim Heyman Lee her family so like her yeah. brother could not attend he didn't have a chance to attend and bring information Just, that he had yeah, to, to bring uh, yeah to say something step forward and right exactly and, yeah, which yeah. is an error in, in procedural process judge not screw that one up because the, the, I mean the Baltimore court system, based on what I've seen from just this case alone, is even more screwy than like the wire is is loosely based on a real story and real experiences for like, a reason. The, I was like the wire court scenes are really maybe how truthful are they? Because I'm not gonna give my entire spiel again, but my after I got very into serial for a period of time. I'm with you. I'm like you with a suit without a suit on. Yeah. <laughs> you got the briefcase, I got the shotgun. Exactly. Yep. I, I, I got very into serial and I've come to the conclusion, like I think he did it. But I also don't think there's any way he should have been ever found guilty. The first trial was a complete disgrace. Well, that, there's nothing wrong. That's the point of being fat. You have to. Right. You can't. You go by a the burden yeah. of proof is on the state. The, the, uh, but he. Two greatest words of a defendant. Reasonable doubt. He. Um, I think he got he got screwed. He got a terrible trial. His attorney was, was awful and they made a million mistakes. But it's not does not surprise me that they have screwed even the freeing him up. But he's not going to like go back to jail. He's not going to have to you know, necessarily go to a retrial. There's no basis to. You know, it's not like you go back and start at block one. They just have to redo this hearing now with Heyman Lee's brother. He's going to have a civil suit when it's all done, right? 
I mean, I would assume so. I mean, I know. Although Bernie, I, I think uh, if you're him, you probably just want to move on because I think he's getting away with murder. Well, once he gets out, though, I mean, you can still follow. Well, he's been out. And, I mean, I would think he would have at some point. I mean, this, this is going to be impossible for the guy to find work, right? Well, he's I mean, done the thing where it's like, I don't. I just want to forget this part of my life. I mean, he's doing like speaking tours and stuff. I'm sure. That I'm sure. He's, yeah. I'm sure he's gonna get paid somehow. He'll be fine. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. All right. Uh, I'll let you read a text. I'll give Nick a call. Okay. Give Give, give Nick Kern a call. But that's my kind of spiel. There is. I think that it's. You're probably going to wind up having the same result. You're going to have the brother attend the redo of the hearing. Uh, new information is going to be brought, but I think it was September was when the decision to vacate the conviction happened. I think at the end of the day. They're going to wind up coming to the same conclusion because well, the original court stuff was like from like ten years ago, wasn't it? Oh, longer than that. Yeah, because I remember listening to Serial when 90, I was doing like the murder like, happened in ninety nine. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna speed the process. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a, a lengthy ordeal for Adnan Syed and company, but he is yeah. I, I did not bring it up yesterday because it's not like hey, I told you, I told you. It's more like a just a procedural thing. Uh, Texas says that big loss is still there. Is it? Okay. I think maybe we're talking about two different places. Texas, then the spot was a Chillers, and Chillers was awesome. I don't remember that. I remember Starlight Custard being around there on Shelbyville Road. Starlight Custard was great. Texas, my daughter goes to that ballet, too. She convinced me to go into the Dollar General spot on Sunday, and it was a miracle because they are the only store I've seen that has Welch's grape soda. That was my TK moment of the week. That... The dollar store will have stuff that you have not seen in like 15 years, and it's it's always going to be a dollar twenty five. They have Welch's grape soda there. They do at the Dollar General. They got everything. I love that. I've been having to settle for crushes. I hate well, crushes. Make it over to the dollar spot. Welch's is the bomb. That's childhood memories. Okay, I'm getting Nick on hold. I was big with Sunkissed Sparkling Lemonade. I've not seen that at the Dollar General, but if they do, I will alert the public. But that that yeah, Dollar General. There used to be one right by my house when I lived off Westport Road in Rolling Hills, and You'll see some interesting characters there, but there are some great deals. If you need, like, if you need, for Easter, for instance, if you need eggs, if you need that little grass that you put into baskets, if you need any any of that sort of thing, you can't go to a better place than the Dollar General. They've got it all, and they've got it for cheap. If you need little stuff for Christmas around that time, they've got it all at Dollar General. If you need wrapping paper cards, that's the perfect spot for the Dollar General. I mean, there are people in there that are doing, like, their full-on grocery shopping. they got it all. It's great. But the people there do look kind of miserable and today's story would go a long way towards indicating why texas starlight is far superior to chillers i only went to starlight custard once it was delicious i would always use it for rumors when we were in high school i'd be like i saw this person with that person it's starlight custard i was just making jokes but that was the only thing that i ever knew it for it was kind of like a hangout spot for a very brief moment in time in the early 2000s and then it just disappeared and i that made me sad but r.i.p starlight custards we love you, chillers. We love both of you. We miss both of you on a daily basis. We're going to talk to Nick Kern in just a second. I promise when we uh, have the conversation with Nick, when we come back from break, we're going to get into the transfer portal stuff. A couple of updates on a guy that we talked about yesterday that I want to get to. A couple of updates on guys that have entered the portal. A couple of other just college basketball moving and shaking happening. Uh, we're going to get all that stuff going on. Uh, and then I think a couple of guys that maybe we talked about Kenny Payne potentially targeting who had reciprocal interest who I think one of them, Louisville, has kind of said, eh, we're not really going to compete that hard for. And another one who I think has has kind of not been as interested in Louisville as maybe we thought. So we'll get to all that coming up uh, after we talk to Nick Kern. Louisville bat season right around the corner. Sorry, we're talking about the bats broadcast stuff. 
Yeah, thanks for just yeah, leaving me just swimming. I did. I looked at him. Laughing and joking <laughs> with Nick on the phone. <laughs> thing, I think I got to get you on. He's he's giving me that look. <laughs> it's like, I was like, are we going to do this? Oh, here's you like talking about Starlight Custer for like five minutes. I'm like, he's. It was like, he, it was like 20 he seconds. He's grasping at straws. People keep Nick. texting about Starlight we gotta Custer. We got to get you on here. He's dying in there. Uh, we welcome him now, the voice of the Louisville Bass. You also know him as the voice of U of L women's basketball, Nick Curran, uh, enjoying a like three day break here in between sports. Uh, Nick, how how are you, my friend? Uh, how is how have the glorious three days of vacation been for you? Well, not a lot of vacation, but it's <laughs> been uh, it's been good. We got off the plane. Uh, we landed at about nine a.m. on Monday from Seattle and. Uh, ran home and showered, and then ran right in here to the ballpark. So we're we're getting ready. Hopefully, everything will be ready to roll on Friday. That's what we were talking about before you came on. I was like, he got a little bit of a vacation. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, no, this is kind of like the heart of his vacation, and he's spending it with us. So I'm sorry that you're having to do this. That we're bringing you in on one of your like little, just tiny in between days, but before the start of bats baseball and the end of U of L women's basketball. Before we get to start uh, talking about the bats. Card season comes to an end. Uh, I know it didn't quite end the way that, that we all wanted it to, but still it felt like a fantastic run and, and really a run that a few months ago didn't seem like it was going to happen. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people were sort of doubting what this team would be able to do in the postseason, and I think it made um, an Elite Eight run even sweeter. Um, they really are. Um, I mean, you look up and down um, among the elite programs in women's basketball, the only team that's been to the last five Elite Eights, which is just impressive, and uh, this time had to do it on the road in Austin coming out of there and had to uh, beat a really good Drake team in the 5-12 matchup just to have a chance to get to that point. So, yeah, I I think it was – a really cool run, and it was really cool to see how the team came together um, down the stretch of the regular season and then into the ACC tournament. Things really started to click and um, just kind of ran into a buzzsaw on Sunday. But um, really great run, and um, it was it was fun, and, and it was cool because it was a, a fitting way for uh, Mikasa Robinson to go out, obviously six seniors on the team, three who came in as grad transfers, and then um, three others who've been there for four years, and Koss and, and Liz Dixon and, and uh, Narika Kono, but a uh, really uh, cool way for Koss to go out, helping lead the team to to an Elite Eight. And uh, I think, you know, being anywhere else in the postseason would have been a, a shame, but that's what she's become accustomed to in her time at Louisville, and, and uh, it was fitting that uh, they were able to make a deep run in her last year. I don't know how you feel about it, but you know, if, if you have to go out, obviously it's it's always disappointing to go out one game before the Final Four, college basketball's elite stage. But if you have to lose, I think it's better to lose in a situation like the cards fell on Sunday night where it's like, yeah, she scored 41 points and had a triple-double. And, and they, they shot a billion percent from three. There's only so much you can do. We got their A-plus game, and I think Louisville actually played pretty well. But it was just, I mean, that was an all-time performance. The, the basketball world is still buzzing about it. To me, at least, it made not making it to the biggest stage a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah, I think um, the fact of the matter is that I don't know that anyone was beating Iowa on Sunday. Um, I don't know that they were going to lose to anybody. So uh, it, it does. I mean, from that standpoint, it's like, what what can you really do when you're playing a team that is just kind of their movie? They hadn't been to the Final Four since 1993, and um, – and that was the only other one they made. They hit 16 threes, which was a season high. They'd hit 15 in a game, but not 16 this year. 
um, it, it just, yeah, it was, it was their night. And I think you're right. I think you, you know, when you look back and you can say, wow, I'm not sure anybody was beating them then. Um, it does make it a little bit easier. I'll be very interested to see, um, how it turns out with them in South Carolina. And I think, um, even in a loss, uh, a tribute to the cards and the, the fan base and the following that, 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 that game rated incredibly well, uh, obviously, uh, you had two sort of marquee players in Clark and, and Haley Van Lith, I think, on a national stage, and um, you had two marquee programs, certainly this season, um, and, and the ratings reflected that, and I thought that was really cool to, to see coming out of that game how well it did and um, shows that, that uh, people are, are, are passionate about, I think, women's basketball in both of those particular fan bases, certainly, but, but also nationally. It was, it was cool to see. So now the Louisville Bats kicking off their season on Friday. They're going to be on the road for the first three games in Nashville. But there's a chance for Bats fans to come out and see the team uh, today, which is going to be a cool thing. I think it's a it's fun because it does kind of stink for for Bats fans that you know, opening day is not going to be at the ballpark. But today from 630 to 8, open practice. Fans can come out and see the team. It's going to be a cool thing, right, Nick? Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, gates open at 6. People can come out. It's free. Um, just come on down and uh, the team will be taking some batting practice and kind of going through what they normally do pregame. Uh, they'll be doing it on the field, and that'll be kind of the thing tonight. We'll be hopefully floating around with a microphone out there on the field, interviewing some guys as we move along to, um, on paper, it looks like it's going to be a, a pretty interesting team uh, and, and could be a successful one. Some pretty big pitching prospects um, on our first look at the roster. Um, and, and with the group that is that is here, um, obviously some guys that, that people know and, and some big prospects like an Ellie De La Cruz and a Christian Encarnacion Strand, um, the Reds kind of announced that they're going to be starting the year on the injured list, so uh, they will not be active. Seems like hopefully for both it will be a fairly short stint, but um, so they are in fact not here just yet. But, but uh, a lot of intriguing names as you look up and down uh, the roster. It'll be exciting to uh, to see them in action. Brandon Williamson, a big pitching prospect for uh, the Bats. Levi Stout is going to be the Bats' opening day starter on Friday. Another big prospect. He came over uh, in in the trade last year involving Luis Castillo when he went to the Mariners. So um, some big names on the pitching side, and then. Um, you know, position player-wise right now, Matt McClain was the sort of hot shortstop prospect in the organization before they picked up a billion and before the emergence of Ellie Dela Cruz uh, last year. And so he'll be with this team to start the year. Um, and you've got Nick Solak as well, who is on the Reds' 40-man roster, didn't quite make their opening day roster, but uh, the Louisville Cardinal will, will start his season um, with the bats, which will be a really cool thing to, to come out and see him, a guy who has quite a bit of big league service time, and uh, looking forward to, to seeing him play back here in the Louisville. So that'll be a that'll be a big uh, a big draw as well, and a, and a good reason to get out and, and see him up close. You mentioned the, the two guys starting the season off on on the deal for at least a little bit of time, but when when this roster is fully healthy, when you've got you know, everything hitting, and it sounds like it's going to be in April by the time we get to see Ellie De La Cruz, and if Encarnacion Strand does start with the bats, it's going to be then too. Um, McLean, Fairchild, Sian, like, like, it is a loaded roster. I know it's easy to market baseball uh, in this city any time of the year. It's a good baseball city. But this year, I mean, I've got two friends with, with families that have bought season tickets already. It just sounds like there's more buzz for the bats this season because of these prospects than there has been for any year in the past. No, I agree. I, I think that um, there is some excitement and a buzz. Uh, last year's team, full of some really good 
uh, guys and players, but um, n- there weren't really a ton of like big time, super young, sort of big, highly touted prospects uh, on the team at least at the start of the year. Some pitching prospects joined during the season, but um, you're talking about a guy in Dela Cruz who has just been so electric everywhere he's been, um, and and it, I, I think that single handedly has people excited and and should. Um, and I think Encarnacion Strand was the eye-opener of spring training with the Reds. He had a monster spring, and hopefully he gets back from injury soon too. But I agree that there's a buzz. Um, there's a great uh, promotional schedule we have set up here for the season. People can see that at BatsBaseball.com. Uh, the new 502 connectors, these are the teams are going to be wearing on quite a few Friday nights. Uh, really cool look with kind of the navy and baby blue. Um, I think that's exciting. Uh, there's just a lot of cool stuff going on right now, and um, I, I, I think uh, there is a buzz. You know, um, Hunter Green was obviously a huge name to roll through here a couple of years ago, but uh, as he uh, ascended to the bats after starting at AA, we were just coming out of, like, the COVID restrictions of having to have limited capacity, so I don't think it really had – uh, the full effect, but I think it's going to be cool with, with some big names rolling through that it, it will have uh, a full effect, and I think people are excited, and, and we are too, and looking forward to, uh, well, Friday in Nashville, but then Tuesday the uh, the home opener here with Indianapolis in town, and uh, should be a great night. Yeah, we got a magnet schedule giveaway on Tuesday night, uh, $2 hot dogs, popcorn, chips, soda, and beer. Thirsty Thursday is back on Thursday. Uh, the block party is going to happen on Friday with a uh, the Hall of Fame start in the Hall of Fame starting at six o'clock. Um, you're gonna have Margarita Madness. It's all happening at the ballpark next week. I'm excited about that. One and I don't know if this has been clarified. One thing that I'm not sure is happening. I think the original plan was for Joey Votto to start the season on a rehab stint with the bats. Is that happening? It uh, sounds like it is. He <laughs> he said from his own mouth that it will. Uh, we've not seen anything official from the Reds on that, but uh, it certainly sounds like Votto will be here probably. Uh, I would assume he would join the team in Nashville um, on Friday, so uh, that'll be cool depending on how long the rehab stint goes. Very likely he would be with us on Tuesday on opening night. Um, Nick Senzel seems likely to begin the season with the bats on a rehab assignment as well. Uh, and then there's a, a few pitchers who might end up sort of poking in here as uh, as we as we move along, but yeah, I, I think it it sounds very much like Vado will be here. Uh, he needs to start a rehab assignment, and uh, well, Louisville will be the only minor league team playing as of uh, Friday night because uh, the A ball and Double A squads don't get going until next week. So uh, I do believe that uh, that Vado will uh, will be here. I think there is a split squad scrimmage going on in Cincinnati right now. Um, presumably he's playing in that, and um, I would assume he would he would join up with the Bats in, in Nashville, it, it seems pretty likely. Uh, again, if you want to see the Louisville Bats in action tonight, uh, they're having an open practice at Slugger Field from 6.30 until 8, gates open at 6. No charge, come out, see some big leaguers, future big leaguers, current big leaguers, former big leaguers. They're all going to be at the field. It's going to be a fantastic time. And then first home series next week. And, of course, you can hear all the action this season Right here on fourteen fifty, the Big X with the home of uh, with the voice of bats baseball, Nick Curran. Nick, very excited for the season. Congrats on another great U of L women's basketball season, and we'll be seeing you at the uh, at the ballpark soon. Thanks, Mike. Looking forward to it. We'll see you soon. All right, that was Nick Curran. You know him, you love him, you hear his voice. He's fantastic at what he does. Uh, bats baseball back in a big way, starting in two days. You'll hear all the action right here on your home of the little bats.
1450, the big X. No, he's missed my between the innings conversation. He missed, He tells me all, all the time how much he misses just gabbing it up with you. His words, not mine. I can't wait. I mean, he's been waiting all all, all offseason to hear my review of my Bosco purchase that he never got to hear. I'm surprised they didn't make you the color man. I'm surprised they didn't <laughs> put you in the booth with him after hearing your banter during in between innings. I would be I couldn't I could never do that because unlike Spears I wouldn't have the the strength not to just do horrible puns with every name that I think sounds like something. You also would just talk over him the entire time. I would. Which is the, those are the best broadcasts of course when two guys are just talking. Have you ever heard like every now and then I'll I'll listen to like there was a game. I'm not calling either one of these people out, but I was watching a Louisville baseball broadcast a few years ago on like ACC Network Extra. And it was Jody and it was uh, Don Russell, two guys who primarily do play-by-play. And I think Jody is supposed to be the play-by-play guy, and Don is supposed to be the color man. But they're like they're basically they're both doing play-by-play the entire time. Like and so they're just kind of talking over one another and doing the play-by-play stuff, and nobody's doing the analyst stuff. And it was just like that would be you. You would just be like, oh my god, he caught it! Like right over the top of every single call. <laughs> Well, it was an amazing catch. It reminds me of this catch that I made when I was seven years old playing at St. Matthews. and this, Played at Linden, for, for the record. Jason, basketball. Jason Fletcher hit a line drive right at me, and Nick's like, it's 2-0 now on the next batter. We've, we've already moved on. It'd be rough. <laughs> hey, it was entertaining for, for – for, it's been entertaining in some aspects. I might listen to more. Uh, thank you. I, would, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, could you imagine a blowout, me spending six innings talking about riding a horse? And defending, I shallow, can defending shallow Alfred. Oh, I remember another shallow. Every time there's a shallow fly ball, you would just think of it, would just trigger your shallow hell memory. Uh, or, or the other movie that you haven't watched yet that, that was on a run recommendations uh, with Runaway Jury Cobb. That's on the list. Cabo, I, I would like to watch. Cobb. I do want to watch the basketball documentary that you were talking about. The other Morning day. Side Five. Morning Side Five. Yeah, it's, I do that's watch pretty that. good. That sounds up my alley. I did find out the original version of it was narrated by Wesley Snipes. Cool. This one's not because it's it's like he okay. took the he took pieces from the original and made like added on to it to make this thirty for thirty. But it's from like 2015, so it's it's got some years on it. Um, sorry, hold on real quick. Would you get text? Some important. This is yes, yeah, an important time. Is this is this from is this from Sean? I mean, no, I ma, ma, Sean's the only one I know that texts you and not the text line. Sean did text me earlier a couple times. This is not. This is from another important person that I can't tell you about. Oh, 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 why, oh, you can't tell us about? No, they're making fun of somebody that I can't talk about either. It's not you. You're not involved. Because <laughs> if it was me, you would talk about. I would absolutely talk about. You'd be you'd be reading it via the phone. <laughs> I will let you know during the break, and that, that way it'll make more sense to you. Let's take a break. <laughs> Good, because I am utterly confused. When we come back, <laughs> transfer portal madness. Uh, new names Louisville's interested in. Actually, not new names, but but new updates on names that we've talked about already. Some guys maybe we are leaders for. Some guys that maybe we don't have as much interest in as we used to. going all over the place with this. Well, yeah. Big new names. Well, maybe not so Why well, I, I didn't mean to But say they're it. exciting new, but new, maybe not that exciting. New info <laughs> on names. that. Let me clarify. Don't, you can't do that, Trev, because it just people are like, what? New info on names that we've already talked about. No new names. New info on names that we've talked about. We'll talk about that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, the Big X. I look at all the lonely people. I look at all the lonely people. Eleanor Rigby died in the church and was buried along with her name. Nobody came. Father McKenzie. 
Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. We got a, um, kind of a, I guess a note on, I don't, I don't know if this is a statement, but Mike James has made a tweet. going to be like, a, doing like a trainer statement type thing? Kind of. And we mentioned on, okay. on Monday's show, you know, we're reading the tea leaves for stuff here, but Mike James and JJ Trainer. They attended the Peyton Siva watch party for the women's team at Tin Roof. Yeah. Wearing UofL stuff. Aiden McCool was also there, which makes it sound like these three guys, I'm, I'm lumping McCool in with James and, and Trainer, <laughs> are probably coming back. Now, James just tweeted out while we were at break. It's a highlight video of him from UofL saying, it just says, Dunn got comfortable. They're starting to feel me. I have no idea what that means. But then he says, hashtag year one, and it's a video of his highlights at Louisville. I'm assuming this is good for James returning for next season. I would I guess. I think that we've like we've now established to me this is what I think we know. I think we know James and Trainer are coming back. We have six guys who are officially in the portal. I think that we assume that L. Ellis is probably not coming back, but that there's a chance. We've Hersey Miller's coming back, but it's not going to be on scholarship. I think that that got established this week. The big question mark, the one person that we haven't heard anything from is Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. And I've got no read there. I've got zero intel. I've got zero inside info. I don't know if it's 50-50. I don't know if he's leaning towards leaving. I don't. He clearly had the conversation with the coaching staff where the coaching staff told some guys, like, you need to go ahead and, and bounce and told some other guys that we want to have you back. But we haven't heard anything from BHH. He's not showing up in, around town. He's not posting pictures. He's not, he's not really doing anything. He becomes the one big unknown here as far as next year's roster, how many of, of last year's guys are still going to be around. I think we know Trainer's back. I think we know James is back. I think Aiden McCool's definitely back, folks. I don't know about Huntley Hatfield, and he's kind of the only one that I don't think we have a read on right now. I want, I'd he's like the to one have that back. we kind of had the question mark, too, most about of this group as well, right? I think he was the most interesting going into the— I yeah. think he and Lands, to me, were the most interesting going in. We found out very quickly that Kamari Lands was leaving— uh, apparently his first one. Yeah, he's yeah. going to visit Arizona State this week. Is the, the latest on his decision. Uh, I think Ohio State also is still high on his list. But Huntley Hatfield is the one guy now that I feel like we just we, we just don't know. But despite the fact also the trainer and James have been kind of yeah secretive messages maybe. But. And I think these two guys are the ones that most fans wanted back. They definitely James was definitely the most sought after to come. Yeah, trainer probably was second just because he's kind of a fan favorite. If you don't count Ellis in this. Yeah, I mean, Ellis, I think people wanted James back more than Ellis. But I would put Ellis second is what I mean. It over probably yeah, I think over, you're probably yeah. I think that that's probably. The, the ones that believe, but the, those that, that that were like, well, Ellis, L, L, L comes back great, but I'm not expecting him to, which is I think the boat we were both in. Then Trainer would be number two. And I mean, honestly, I guess, I don't know why. All season, I just didn't expect Tony Hatfield to be in this situation. But yet, I would be more than happy to have him back because. I would too. I was, I've been one that, you know, despite. You making me realize the B.J. Keen comparison very early on, how right you were with that a little bit. The skill set's still there. It's just a matter of, I think, getting the the head on right and the attitude right a little bit and the, the mental part of it. In, in, in. Which is what we said about V.J. King. I know. <laughs> I mean, 
because you watch like he's got the, the, his release, his looks smooth. He's Everything like, looks good when it's going. I well. mean, yeah, mechanically he looks awesome. I mean, he's got the size. He's he got plays the, pretty basketball. Yeah, he's, he's it's <laughs> not necessarily what you want from a six eleven. I mean, he's six eleven, but, but the fact he's six eleven, he can do he can face up. You've seen him be able to do it on the post a little bit. He needs to get a little more obviously actually with accuracy with his inside moves, but he's gotten decent shots. It's now, what I would say as a word of caution, because I fall under the same category as all the fans. Like, if you'd ask me, you get one guy back from this year's team, who do you want? I'd pick Mike James. I would, too. I think most people would. Now, w- what I would caution everybody with is a year ago, if you asked all the fans who do they want back, Curry and Ellis were the first two guys they said. Like, we got, for the most part, the six guys back that everybody wanted to get back. And we won four games. Well, in fairness, you though, just, we my, didn't we my, didn't see Mike James last year play. We didn't, but people wanted him to come back. And people, and because we'd heard, you know, he's maybe one of the best players on the team in practice. My my, my point, real quickly, is just this: it's just we don't know. Like, like you, no, you know. never know. Mike James maybe just does not have a good season. Maybe he be, he's injury prone. Maybe JJ Trainer just doesn't fit with the the new roster and what we're trying to do. I get where everybody's coming from, but I mean, it was a it was a citywide celebration when Sidney Curry announced last year that he was coming back for another season. Mm-hmm. And then it was a citywide celebration this year when he announced that he was leaving. And, and like, it's just, you just never know what how things are going to play out in this day and age. I think that what we've learned is that no matter what his decision is, the city always is on the same agreement of Sidney Curry. Yeah, it seems like... Either, either we either love him or hate him. There's no in-betweens. Except when he signed the first time. I mean, and it's weird because going into last season, like the guy I was most excited for was J.J. Trainer, And we never saw him at all last year pretty much because of the situation. But you hated Trainer, so. I didn't hate Trainer. I hated the way that he was treated. You hated the way he played. You hated everybody on the team. You hate, you hate Honey Batfield. I don't hate anybody. I hate the yeah. fact that they won four games. They called him B.J. King. That's pretty much hate. I said he played like a six eleven B.J. I mean, that's, that's as insulting as you get, man. I think it was an accurate comparison. That is the equivalent of, of Sandlot saying you throw like a girl. <laughs> that is no. the, that's the basketball equation. It was the, I, I think it was an apt comparison. V.J. had his moments here, for sure. And when he looked good, he was super smooth and everything looked great, but he never wanted, he was not as physical as he needed to be to succeed at this level. And that's the same thing that we saw from BHH last year. When it was going great, he, yeah, smooth turnaround. He's got a good looking jumper. He played, he handled the ball pretty well for a 6'11 guy. But when it comes to bruising in the paint, he never wanted to do it. And it had a huge effect on his game and our team this past year. Like he's got to get more physical if he wants to be the NBA player that he claims he does. Did BJ have moments plural or is it moments singular? He had moments. I remember the one game, like when it, one of the one of the, the out of conference games against the Lenore Ryan. Like he scored he, like twenty seven against Virginia one time. Did he? Okay, I know he had. A, I know he had a big good game against one of the smaller schools. where he had like a double double and something. Yeah, I remember that a little. He bit. He had a couple of games where okay. it was just like, yeah, maybe he can come around, but he just he never wanted to do the dirty work. But you can't ever recruit him. All right, let's talk about Keon Menafield, who we mentioned yesterday. is is a guy that is he's jumped to the top of my want list for guys in the transfer portal. A what? What? Where are we going? Oh, let's do it. It's the transfer portal. <laughs> the transfer portal. Who we gonna get? Who is out there? Who are we going to sign when I go? Oh, I thought that was the later in the song. We'll get it down. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like what's happening right now. We needed a new DJ Wagner update of the day segment. For the offseason, transfer portal is going to be great. It's perfect. All right. <laughs> now, that was the serious part. Let me compose. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Do this. You got to do this. Look. 
Busa. Stop. Don't, don't do that. that that's, <laughs> we need the YouTube cameras in there for that. Keon Menefield we talked a lot about yesterday. Washington guard was all Pac-12 freshman team last year. Averaged 10 points, 2.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists. Uh, low turnover numbers for the most part. Played under control. Decent shooter. Great finisher around the rim. I think he's a terrific passer. Great game manager. We mentioned when he announced that he was going into the portal, there was a lot of talk that it was going to be down to Louisville and Alabama. We know the schools now that he's heard from in the last 24 hours. Tobias uh, Bass, who writes for The Athletic, said this. Louisville is the top of the list, first school that reached out. Arkansas, Xavier, Duke, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Alabama, Tennessee, Ohio State, Mississippi State, Cincinnati, St. John's, Grand Canyon, stay out of our way, Bryce Drew, and Georgetown. And they've taken enough of us. Are the schools that have reached out. Now, here's what I've, I've heard from somebody who covers recruiting for a living. He says this is very early. If I had to say right now, I give a slight edge to Louisville. Ooh. But he says it's a 1A and 1B situation with Louisville and Alabama. I like that, though. It makes me sound like like kind of what I said yesterday. This kid's out there. It's if, it's if it really and truly is us versus Bama and not Bama money versus our money, if it comes down to just standard pitch, we're offering the same things when it comes to NIL. It's about who do you want to play for? What program do you want to suit up for? We should win this battle. We I, I don't care that Alabama was the number one overall seed last year. It's Louisville versus Alabama in men's basketball, not football. Louisville needs to win these types of battles if we want to get back to being who we're supposed to be. Get this kid. Land him. Let's bring in another time-tested point guard. I think he's more of a sure thing to run the show than Sky Clark. I think Sky Clark's ceiling's higher. I think he's a, a fantastic talent. But if some of the same stuff that flared up during his, his one semester at Illinois last year starts flaring up again, Menefield is a more reliable option at the point guard. He gives you a solid, a very solid safety net. You can win at a high level with Keon Menefield running the show for you next year. Bring him into the fold. Land him. Bolster the backcourt. Let's get this thing going. That's where I am. I want, I, I, to use your words from yesterday, I want him. I want him. Mike. You, you don't say it like that. I want him. Every time you say it like that, it makes me not want to talk about it anymore. I want him. Now, Make it happen, Rutherford. This isn't on me. I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm 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 like, He's very big. He's like a 6'8 guard. Oh, the, the Anthony Bennett I made reference to, yeah. Very versatile, but did not play very much at UNLV, and his numbers when he did play weren't jaw-dropping. He says today that he's still receiving, you know, he got the, you have the initial interest that's out there. He's still getting interest from these schools. Maryland, Baylor, Ohio State, Georgetown, DePaul, Providence, Ohio, Toledo, and Louisville. He says, in addition, he's had an in-home visit with DePaul staff. So Louisville is... is Persisting here with Keyshawn Hall. And he is a guy, I think we made this point the last time we were talking about him. If you want to tell me that you're taking Keyshawn Hall because you think he's got a lot of upside, and he, he's clearly an athletic kid, he's 6'8", he can handle it a little bit, he's a, a solid passer, he's got a solid skill set. He doesn't make you significantly better next year. He couldn't get on the court for a bad UNLV team. Upside is great. He may be able to help you in two years, might be able to help you in three. But if we're talking about adding transfers 
just with the sole intent of going from four wins to being NCAA tournament good or NCAA tournament-ish good, I don't think that he, the, the answer lies with the Keyshawn Halls of the, of the transfer portal. If you want to get him and you're saying you're, you're a project, you'll see a little bit of playing time next year, but really we think you can be a college superstar in two years, fine. My guess is that he's not in the transfer portal because of a pitch like that. He wants to go somewhere where he can play more. He wants to play immediately. He wants to play big minutes. Everybody does. Nobody wants to wait anymore. But if you can, if you can bring him in with that pitch, awesome. If you can't, if he's saying, I want to start, I want to play 25, 30 minutes a game at least, I don't know if you can bring him in. I don't think he's that type of player. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. If you couldn't get on the floor with that UNLV team, you shouldn't be able to get on the floor a year later with a Louisville team that we're hoping is going to be NCAA tournament good. Minifield, I want. I do too. Hall, here's a great pun. I pass. True. <laughs> Here's another thing that worries me about a freshman into the transporter right away with what you described, which is pretty much accurate from where it seems to be my my view of this kid. He's also somebody that went to three high schools before getting to UNLV. Which is becoming more and more commonplace. I know, but it's also kind of it can be a red flag sometimes, especially when you with the way you just It can be. When you it doesn't always have to be, but when you look at the freshman season, kind of underachieved, now wants to leave and go where he can get more minutes and play. It, it kinda I feel like it's, I don't know if the, the juice is worth the squeeze with Hall. And I feel like there's there's better players, positions, and needs that they can be focused on by the staff. I'm kind of with you there. Uh, another name that we've talked a lot about, I, I'm just going to say this. I, I don't think, we'll end up getting him now. I don't think we're going to end up getting him. <laughs> I, I don't think that we're going to get Davion McKnight. I don't, I don't think that's happening. Well, if we get Minifield, I can pass. I'd be okay right. with McKnight, though. I, I think that there's become kind of a, like, we have reached out. We have talked to him. There's been communication there. But it was it was kind of laid out there as this is a lock when Western was still playing a couple weeks ago. Like people were, you know, I mean, there were people reaching out to me from his family that were like, he's going to play at Louisville next year. It's going to happen. And I don't think that it's, I, I guess it's still possible. If you're asking me to bet, I don't think it's happening. I think that, that both sides have kind of pulled in different directions. But one guy that we have still very mutual interest in is Reese Dixon Waters from USC. Who's another guy that I think that he's a take for me. He, yeah. He's a he's a six five guard sophomore, explosive athlete. I think he can help you defensively. I think he can help you as far as being more of a slasher. He he he's not a guy. He's not going to run the show. He's not a big point guard. He would play off the ball for sure. He kind of would. I think he'd be competing. He'd be a guy that would compete with Mike James for minutes. I think he helps you, but he falls a little bit more under the. He's better than Keyshawn Hall, I think. But he falls under that same umbrella of he helps you, but he's not going to take you from non-tournament team to tournament team. I don't think he's that type of, of impact player. He averaged about 10 points per game for a, a USC team that made the tournament. Um, didn't do a whole lot else stat-wise. Shot poorly from three. After shooting well from three as a, as a freshman. More of a slasher. More of a slasher, though, I think. is, is Which is what James is as well. Yeah, like I said, he fits that same kind of mold. But I do think he can help you defensively, which is, let's be real. If we're looking at one area where we need more help than the other, the defense was worse than the offense last year. We need help everywhere, but we need more help defensively. We need guys who want to defend. I think he can give you that a little bit. And I'm okay with that. But top of the list right now, Menafield for me. Yeah. You give me Menafield, then we then we can we can we can I can be 
more loose on my allowing you to go get more just wing guys and no more guards. Yeah, and we'll see who else enters the port. Like I gonna... would still maybe almost kind of like to have kind of a more ball slightly lean towards ball handling guard, even with midfield. And, and I'm with Clark, you too. But I, I can be my appetite can be more satisfied at least by then. All right, and they're going to be more guys entering the portal. I mean, today, just today, the right. the Ishmael Masood kid from Kansas State, the sharpshooter, entered the portal. The guy who hit the big three against Kentucky, went nuts yeah. in, the, in the Sweet 16 One game. Did, did he passed the ball to you inappropriately. Yeah. At the end of the game, yeah. Well, I guess, no. what's his name, is, is out of eligibility, so there's no reason for him to stay at K-State. Noel? Noel, yeah. Would you take, they were, would they, you they take Marquise Noel? <laughs> I'd give you my left foot right now for Marquise Noel. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course we would. Like you, how many toes do you want? Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you, I'll give you eight of them. I'll give you toe by five fifteen. I could. I'll paint it green and everything. I would say. T- I mean, if you, Ishmael, dude, I've got no idea if we have, would have interest in him, but he's a guy I, that I would take. He can shoot it. Yeah, I would take him as the wing player. If we're looking for wings, he's somebody I've seen more of than I have of the USC kid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his numbers weren't good, but he was good in the tournament. Yeah, and he hustled. And he hustled. shows heart. He yeah, that's. I mean, we're just. Yeah, we're looking for. Yeah, I mean. Listen, we're looking for as much as we can throw against the wall and hope one or two of it sticks. I could not agree more. Now, speaking of hoping things stick, did you watch at all? I know, you, I know you didn't, and I didn't either. But last night was the McDonald's All American game. It wasn't until I saw people bragging about it on Twitter. I'm the exact same way. I forgot. It was, I forgot it was last night. Clue. It was. I, and I, that I that says more about us than it does them. I mean, I kinda, we had no reason to watch. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I kind of forget to even they have the game anymore anyway. I mean, I thought they kind of canceled it in 2020 and just never did it again. Well, they're still doing it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm still bitter that they got rid of my Derby Classic game, which I love so much. They're trying to bring it back. I know they are. But the, I, I did see the highlights. People were, I saw like people like Aaron Torres and Matt Jones and some other people on Twitter were like, this is one of the most entertaining McDonald's all. This is better than the NBA. I'm like, well, first of all, you're not setting the bar that high on that one. Second, I was like, I did love that it was like all UK media people who were like, "This is." Is that? It did seem that way. They're like, "This is saving the McDonald's game." Like, this is the most. Everyone agrees this is the most entertaining. I'm like, you're the only people tweeting about this game. <laughs> Do I sound bitter? Maybe I am, but like, I'm literally seeing nobody else besides the like the the seven UK media people well, that I follow talking about this because they have like five guys in the game, right? They had four, yeah. And the Dillingham kid is, wasn't allowed to play in it, but he would have been a McDonald's All American. Yeah, so so they had the most in it. So of course they're going to be talking about and it. and they played know. well apparently. I mean, Bronny, Bronny James apparently has become his dad all of a sudden now. Even though, and he's coming to Louisville, hopefully. He's not. No, he's not. Now, I just saw like on three did a post. Now, DJ Wagner was the MVP of the game. Was he? Yes. He was the MVP. He scored, I think, 19 points. It sounded like I, I saw. Game. I saw. Um, who's the Reed Shepard had a steal and a dunk. Okay. The other two kids, I'm sure, played well, according to, to UK fans. You have uh, a mob Bradshaw. Aaron. He didn't come here. I'm not going to remember his name. <laughs> I barely remember the name of the players that do come here. For the sake of all of our collective sanities, we're going to need DJ Wagner to not be like spectacular next year. No, I'm right. Hoping, I'm hoping for like Ryan Harrow season. We need like, like we need a season like this past year where true freshmen are just kind of like whatever. Like they they still are going to be top 15 picks. They're still going to be you know big time NBA prospects. But as far as their college game is concerned. We need these UK freshmen to, to just continue this trend of freshmen not being not having as much of an impact on the sport as they were 10 years ago. Now, besides Brandon Miller, Miller was the only freshman this year who was really All-American good. Again, the, the stat out there, he's the only freshman in America, true freshman in America, that was a top 100 scorer in college basketball this year. 
I, we need that to continue because if we suck again and oh, DJ no. Wagner is out there like putting up 20 a game, it's going to be – you thought last year was bad. You thought the infighting. You thought the <laughs> like the, the jokes and the all that. Like It will be 10 times worse next year. We need DJ Wagner to not be what Kentucky fans were acting like he was looking like last night. And maybe, he's that, maybe he is that good. Maybe he's going to dominate. Maybe he's going to be uh, the Brandon Miller of next season. We need some infighting between these freshmen. We we need Cal to prove that he can't, he can no longer go out and get a bunch of five stars, bring them in, and put the name on the front ahead of the name on the back. Like we need, we need feuding. We need NIL fights. We need everything that people thought NIL was going to be for college athletics to just decay that Kentucky locker room next year. Because I don't know if I can take them being like awesome and having the guy that we all thought we were going to get while we are whatever again. If that happens, just like they said in Harlem Nights, just send sunshine, send the lady over there, and the, the, the infighting will begin. Because you know that's where it stems. I've heard <laughs> that Rob Dillingham's girlfriend is texting DJ. We're just making. You a, heard it here, folks. A ghost account makes yeah some girl like slide into DJ's DMs, who's talking smack about you. Got hopefully you're hopefully you're better and. And betting on the court, and then Bradshaw was with me. We would be so bad at that. It'd be like we, the username, like at Dillingham's GF twenty four seven. We tried to use lingo. You'd make you'd get Bradshaw's name wrong. <laughs> I'd somehow just overuse a mods girl. I would overuse the phrase no cap <laughs> and then shade. I said that to somebody the other day. I said I said I said that's somebody them pulling shade on me. I'm like. Yeah, I'm hip. I'm cool. Don't forget to bring that de- that bling bling, DJ, when you pick me up. Like I just be like, oh, this is clearly a 45 year old man. I'll be looking for your Eddie Bauer. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, five o'clock hours next. Text lines five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We've got some more racing Louisville season tickets to give away as well. We'll do that all coming up in the five o'clock hour. Keep it locked right here. More Rutherford Show next. You're on the Big X. Five o'clock hour here, Mike Brother for show Wednesday edition on fourteen fifty and ninety six one the big X. You just want to sing the, the hook, don't you? I just want to watch the video. <laughs> I don't give a I can care less about the song. Rachel Hunter was oh man, that was early SI cover. Trevor Spank Bank. He's up there. He's grandfathered in, no pun intended. <laughs> Alright, I need you to not make any inappropriate comments for like twenty seconds here. Can you do that? Muting myself. Go. I mean, get the music down. Hold on. Go. If you're having heating or air conditioning problems, call our friends over at AirServe today at 502-785-8600. And if you're not having problems now, you're going to be having problems at some point. So call them today and get a tune-up for just $49. And also for a limited time, you can get up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. 
Again, AirServe is the place. The phone number is 502-785-8600. The website is airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. You did it. High five, buddy. How about the guy? There you go. Hey, <laughs> I need a, we need the YouTube cameras. <laughs> On that note, are you ready for my horse update? Yes. So if you missed the show yesterday, uh, somehow a, a Twitter, a tweet that got sent in that led me and Trevor to do one of those things where like, you get a point for everything that you have done or haven't done, whatever it was, led to us finding out that Trevor has never ridden a horse. And then it led to like an hour and a half conversation about whether or not Trevor <laughs> could ride a horse. So we looked up, we thought there had to be a certain weight for the horse. You have talked to a horse expert. I have. I reached out to a, a, a horse expert, someone who who is involved in horse racing on a, on a regular basis, whose family is in the horse racing game. You just talked to Roush. I called Roush. <laughs> <You just, laughs> I knew it. I was like, did he really like call somebody? Like, that he, does he have a family? It's not friend? advanced, Of though, course right? it was Roush, yeah. That texted Roush, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I guess I can't read the, the exact quotes he sent me back because that there, there'd be some like deciphering the curse words in there a little bit, but all in all, he did, he did say that he, he, he it's cocky pop, uh, uh, what was the word of a guy? Poppycock that I can't fit on a horse. He said that, that there's Clydesdales I can race. He said there's horses. Now I can't ride a thoroughbred probably, which, you know, I didn't plan on getting on big Brown anyway, but like, you know, I can ride like, he's like, there's some like side horses that I can, they're probably more than, more than big enough for me to get on. His concern wasn't me and my size riding the horse. Okay. His concern wasn't necessarily me staying on the horse. Okay. He's more concerned on me getting on the horse. <laughs> and off, for that matter. I'm concerned. It's a secondary concern as far as, like, just whether or not this would kill the horse. He also, think, he also thinks I would be freaked out if I went up to a horse, like, up close. Really? Like, have you, not, up, you ever been up to, a, like, a horse up close? I mean... The closest, the last time I was like actually close to horses when we did a derby show, and I was kind of like, "Good lord, this thing's freaking huge." They're not small. No, they're they're small. You, I never, mean, you never like pet a horse, fed a horse? Not really. I've never fed one. No. You born my big rules for a derby week. I mean, you, you pet it, you bet it. That's <laughs> how I made money off two Dallas Stewart horses, like commanding curve and golden soul, back to back derby second place finishers. I want exact bets on both of them because of the you pet it, you bet it philosophy. I have attempted to milk a cow. I've petted cows. I've, I've that is my response to that. I love the money pit. I've fed <laughs> a cow. I mean, I I, I helped my buddy move. We're back. talking about horses. I know. I'm just naming animals that are big and, and that I've, I've touched and been around. Okay. And, not, and I'm Don't not. And that. I'm just talking about grave digger woman. Mm. <laughs> I'm surprised you never like pet a horse, like a petting zoo or anything. I mean, I probably have when I was younger. I just don't remember. Like I said, bro, I know I may have actually checked this off my list as a child because I did remember riding the elephant at, at the zoo. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a good chance I did ride a horse at some point, but I just don't remember, so I'm not going to count it. And, like, he says, he, like, he's like, you know, like, he's like, you might want to, like, get some liquid courage where you walk up to the horse because it's going to be kind of intimidating. Now, did you tell him? And I was like, that's not, I was like, I'll just eat some, some edibles. I'll give the horse some edibles. So, don't do that. <laughs> don't do a beefarino. So, we, we researched this a little bit yesterday. Yeah, a little bit. And some of the websites said you had to be, your body weight had to be like 20% of the horse. I think that's just ride. being too nice of the horse. And Clydesdales are not, don't fit under that category. Yeah, and apparently they don't have Clydesdales at Churchill Downs either. What's well, I said? We're going to have to call Budweiser. We're going to have to get Bud on the phone. But Nick says that there are horses that, like, I can't remember what the term he used that are 
pretty big horses that he thinks I could ride. Big ass horses. I think those are the. I don't know if that was that's the technical term. <laughs> the caller in the biz. Boz B H A B H S. It was the exact exact term. Uh, we need a big ass horse for Trevor Kelsey to ride. That's what we're going for. He said the outriders. What do you know what that means? Yes, like there's, there's a little horse. He, he that, said he said the outriders do have bigger horses. They they're definitely they bigger big than thoroughbreds, but I don't think they. Be. I don't think that they're big enough for you to ride. And that's when he replied with, "I'm actually not concerned with you riding a horse or the horse. I'm more worried with you actually getting on or off the horse." All, all the concerns go hand. The hand. on and off this, like, as I told him, though, that's the future Trevor problem to worry about when it comes about. But like, is what there a way like keep the horse to lie? To lie down, and I can just kind of step over it and it raise up like, like with me. Now, now I'm just picturing you getting bucked off a horse. And I'm sorry, it's a funny image. I mean, just, bucked off the horse. I mean, again, try to picture me, picture me attempting to get on this horse. That is more concerned. Like me now, the, the horse is back and like it's very much the same image of you <laughs> driving a seatbelt in the Kraken t-shirt, just flying through the guys, hitting body slamming into a guy. Yeah. You flying through the air is one of my favorites. I mean, the horse thing, you've got to like put your leg up kind of high to get in the, the stirrup and lift yourself up, right? You do have to I lift mean, your this, leg. I mean, this might come as a shock. My leg doesn't lift very high. You would need assistance. Um, Let's just say if I was a dog, I'd be leaning forward to pee right about now. Look, the concern, all of the concerns are linked. <laughs> like, my, um, like, I see my groin just being ripped like confetti over here. <laughs> it just dies dwarf. <laughs> um, it's... It, there, there are concerns here. I love how it's gone. We've gone. I've moved away from like caring about the horse to more worrying about how I'm going to get on the horse and get an offer mat. Like, do I need like a crane? The horse is. Do I, do I, can I get like something like a lift me up crane? Like lift me up and lay me on the horse. <laughs> the look on the horse's face. Like, are you completely kidding? <laughs> what is happening right now? And he um, suggests I give the horse treats to calm it down. I'm like, I mean, you can do that. Okay. Little carrot, little peppermint, little whatever. That's what he suggested. Yeah, I mean, can a horse lie down and I can just step over onto it? And then, all right, stand up, horse, and I'm like, it raises up and be like already, like with legs on both sides of it. We have to work. We, we, we can, we can work. Can we that. train a horse to do that, <laughs> just so I can ride, just so I can ride it for like five minutes and then be done. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. what she said. Um, <laughs> so there's your Trevor horse update. Somebody did suggest maybe you would be more of like a harness racing guy. Are you familiar with yeah, har- are you the, familiar with harness racing? Yeah, when I had when last last derby when I had the money in the uh, Twin Spires and I had still money left over, I bet on some Japanese uh, harness racing. Betting on harness racing is a low point. I mean, I've, I've been there. It's a- between that and betting on Japanese horse racing at like five in the morning, I was like, I maybe need to put the phone down. I've done both those things, and it's a it's a low moment. <laughs> yeah. But when you're watching these poor horses like on the heart, like plodding along these harness races, you're like. What am I doing with my life? I don't even want to win. I do I, take the money away from me. I still have money in my Twin Spires account. I just was like, you know what? I'm I'll just save this till next derby and then I'll use it then. That's but, the right. That's the better thing to do. Because I think I still have like fifty or sixty. Because I actually won some of those harness in Japanese races. No idea how I bet them. How I won? I just picked random ones, but I picked randomly. Luckily, uh, no, no, that's it's like no, because that's like it's like saying I want to ride a motorcycle, but I'm gonna get in the car, sidecar. That doesn't count. It's not technically riding a horse. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't say I. I got some action just because I was by myself watching a movie. I mean, um, yeah. a couple quick shout outs that we have not gotten to today. We talked about the portal in Louisville men's basketball last segment. Uh, we talked about Louisville bats last hour with Nick Curran. 
Uh, we talked a lot of nonsense the first hour. You're going to shock, be shocked to find that out. <laughs> but two things that we have not discussed. Last night, Louisville baseball. Uh, on the road, taking on Cincinnati for a little midweek clash. 14-1. to oh, That's why you handle the Cincinnati. The cards prevail. I don't know if we had another keg for baseball that we could just take from them. But if we did, if we could. We beat them with it. So now we own the series, uh, the most recent win against Cincinnati in every sport besides, I think, men's basketball. Which, you know, thanks for nothing, Maui. Could have just waited a year. We don't count Maui. Maui, it didn't happen on one of the if it doesn't happen contiguous in the, states. If it does, continental U.S. If it doesn't happen in the continental U.S., it doesn't happen. Yes, that's that's right. That, that that's what we go. So if we lose to something in Alaska, <laughs> that's where like I go. Mystery Alaska, it didn't really count. Except they signed the kids. <laughs> that's why they signed them. Uh, the second shout out I wanted to give this this stat kind of blew my mind from last night. Bill seems happy over there. He's, he's, he's having a good time. He's screaming he's like, "Yo, I can't hear from here." Uh, Donovan Mitchell last night saw this reached ten thousand points for his career. He is the fourth fastest active player to hit the ten ten thousand point mark. He's only trailing three players, LeBron, Joel Embiid, and Kevin Durant. I didn't notice you said, I didn't notice this the first time you did say active. I missed that part yeah. when I saw the headline. Which is pretty crazy. And still, yeah. I mean. He's the first, he's the fastest guard to 10,000 points since I mean, Dwayne Wade. Playing in a live ball era of offense where the NBA's offensive numbers are, I mean, at record highs the last two years. So he's a good player at the right time in a league that is going to allow him to have those kind of stats. Didn't we look this up and then they're not? You keep, you always say that. Yeah, they've, they've set records. I think we there. looked up and they, they they haven't. Yeah, like individual scoring records and everything. It's way, they're way up there. How many guys are averaging over 30 points a game right now? Like five? But they, like, Only they've ever back had in a, the day, they they because we've looked at this because you made this claim. Before. I mean, it's, it's 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 in comparison to like the 60, 50s and 60s. Because yeah. the 80s, it was there was a higher scoring overall. Was what we not what in, we found not out by individual players. Yes, it was. No, we found that no out. Way. Yeah, we looked it up. I don't think you did. I think you think you did, but you didn't. No, we did because whatever it was, because you always make this claim, and then we looked it I up. I make and it was the like, claim, and I don't think you've proven me wrong. I think we did, but I don't want to do it again. But anyways, Donovan, you know I'm right. Sure, you're right. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> outrageous stats. I mean, he's been fantastic. Ten thousand points. He, last night, uh, let's see. He had forty-four points, five rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Uh, they did lose the game to the Hawks, one twenty to one eighteen. But look, I'll say it again. I, I I thought Donovan Mitchell could be a very good NBA player. I thought he could have a long career. If I had ever tried to tell you that I thought Mitchell could be this, it, it's a bold faced lie. Like there was there was no part of me that thought he could be like top ten player in the league, like all star. I think when he came out and I got mocked for it, I think I, I said his ceiling would be like a kind of a poor man's Dwayne Wade. I mean, that's who he always compared and himself. That's how I kind of that's yeah. how I kind now. He's not. He's no poor man. I mean, he is Dwayne Wade. I, I thought that I'm gonna argue maybe even better if you want. I know he didn't have the rings, but still. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's still. I mean, very early in his career. He also had that shack at the end of his career, which still looks pretty good. Gas. I Plus, I, I always thought that Terry Rozier was going to be the better pro. I thought his game fit the NBA a little bit better. I thought his yeah you know, he just he was a little bit more bouncy. He had a great mid range. He was a better overall defender. And we saw more of Terry to be fair than we saw with uh, of Donovan who played. Like he was a, a bench guy for freshman year and then really didn't come along until the second half of his sophomore season. But like, you knew he could be really good. I didn't think he could be this in the NBA. And it's just, I mean, he is now, I mean, he's setting like every Louisville NBA record. I think he owns every Louisville NBA record uh, already just, what, six years into his NBA career, which is. Unfortunately, remarkable. that's not really a whole lot of. Most of those were. Griff, Griff probably had a lot of them, but was cut way short because of injuries and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bridgman owned a few, I'm sure. And 
He's been awfully good. Yeah. Uh, Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. We have not taken to the text line since the first hour. I bet he'll never be rookie of the year and MVP in the same season like Wes Hunsel. Um, Yeah, you're right. Texture says, what is this picture of? Uh, new grape soda. I, I, I love grape soda, first of all. I'm not a big grape soda guy. I like grape juice. I'm not I a like, grape soda guy. I don't like, see, I'm weirdly, I don't like grapes. I like apple juice and I like, like orange juice, but I've never... I, and Welch's is the one, like, I, I, I sometimes get Crush, which is okay. But, like, that texture brought it up when I was getting Nick on about Welch's. Because well, that just brings me back to the days of, like, hanging out at West Crack uh, uh, Pool, the complex over at my house. Actually, that's called West Crack. It's called Rolling. Uh, I forget what the actual name of it is called. but uh, And they had a, the machine and had Welch's soda in it. It just makes me, brings me back to my childhood of sitting on the poolside, hanging out, swimming over that pool, drinking Welch's soda. I want that again. Texas says, you mentioned cereal. Check out the movie Cereal, 1980, with Martin Mole, Sally Kellerman, and Tuesday Weld. I've never even heard of that movie. Familiar with it. Texas, Sunkissed Lemonade for the win. I used to drink Sunkissed Sparkling Lemonade, like lunch, dinner, every single day. It was all I drank as a kid. I I loved it. And then it just disappeared. I think, thankfully, it got me into, like, high school. Do you still get Minute Maid Lemonade? You can still get all, like, every type of Sunkissed. Every type of Minute Maid Lemonade. You can't get the Sunkiss Sparkling Lemonade. It's gone. If you want to buy it, you can buy it on Amazon for like $1,600 for a two liter. Like, I've, seen, I've seen stuff on Amazon. like that's uh, Sunkiss underrated. Sunkiss is the cherry limeade. It's good. I think I've ever had it. I like cherry limeades, though. It's hard. It's kind of hard. It can be hard to find, too, because not everyone carries it. Or they don't get burned by buying a red Sunkiss and you're getting it. And you get taste it and you realize you bought strawberry. Big difference. Texas, is it pronounced Ellie de la Cruz? I had no idea. It is. But I, I, I get, trust me, as somebody who follows college sports and sees a lot of recruits that like I don't hear their name said, I just follow them in writing only, there have been many times where like a player has said their name, and I'm like, oh, that's how you say that. I've been saying it in my head differently for the last five months as I follow your recruiting. Like, you just, yeah, I, I don't fault you for that one. Who was our wide receiver changed his name to De La Cruz? Kai. Yeah. He was Kai Dominguez, and then he Kai became Dominguez Kai De La Cruz. Speaker, yeah. Speaker. We also... Speed guy. We also had a, a wide receiver whose name was Paul Harris who changed his name to Alfonso Carter. Do you remember that? We had, we had one year where we like, I, I remember Kai. I remember Kai very easily because he was like a speed guy that you were yeah. like, what happened to him? Where'd he go? And then you realized it was him. But I did That's like, <laughs> We had one year where we had like four guys change their names on the team like the same year. I, I forgot like, about Paul Harris. And- Alfonso Carter. I just remember somebody. No, he was receiver, right? Yeah, said, yeah. I, did. I kind of remember Paul Harris a little bit. The name on the video game. But I yeah. remember somebody called into our old radio show and they're like, well, "If you had to change your name or something, what would it be?" And I was like, "Alfonso Carter." It just it sounds good. <laughs> it was good enough for Paul. I'd be Alfonso. Texture says, "Did you see where PFF uh, ranked Brian Brown as the tenth best defensive coordinator?" I did see this. I and you wonder why I have no respect. I meant or to bring this up. PFF I meant to bring this. I I bookmarked this. I meant to bring this up earlier in the show. Pro Football Focus. They did do the uh, the ranking of the best defensive coordinators in all of college sports. And I saw a bunch of Louisville fans like quote tweeting it and, and kind of doing like, the laughing. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I know who's in this ranking. Then, and <laughs> sure enough, at number ten is Brian Brown, your Cincinnati Bearcats defensive coordinator. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, your initial thoughts. They clearly did not do any homework and just were like, who can we put at the bottom to see if we can get clickbait and the most like worst option we can do? Let's put Brian Brown in there. I love that you just refuse to give him any credit for like last season. Our defense was really good last year. And you're like, it was Satterfield. Cause it was, I mean, am I not the one that 
Am I dreaming? Am I hallucinating? Am I having acid flashbacks? Or did the defense not improve when Satterfield said on record that he was going to be more hands-on with the defense? This is a fact. Okay. That's a fact. All right. Here's what they say. Here's what Pro Football Focus. Sometimes I do have spaced out moments like that. I don't remember. Here's what Pro Football Focus said about Brian Brown. After four years as Louisville's defensive coordinator, Brown is following head coach Scott Satterfield of Cincinnati for its first season as a member of the Big 12 Conference. His first three years with the Cardinals were less than inspiring as his defenses finished 105th, 58th, and 100th country, respectively, in EPA allowed per play. That all changed this past season as Louisville improved 90 spots up to number 12 this past season. Time will tell if 2022 was an anomaly or if Brown is just getting started as an elite defensive play caller. I mean, we'll find out. If they if their defense is good in the Big 12, then, yeah, props to him. But he's got some rebuilding to do because they've lost almost all all their good players from the last two defenses have all pretty much moved on to the NFL or elsewhere. So. I mean, I get giving Brian Brown some props, but, like, top 10, that's a, a little bit. Like they said, Stupid. like even based on their own description, he had one good year out of four, and maybe you can say he's he implemented a system, got his players, and look, they were a top twelve defense. They still, they weren't even a top ten defense. He's a top ten coordinator. Come on, I'm on your side in this one. Thank you. Texture says Mike's feeling uh, fiery today. These are the best days. <laughs> we need TK to get you worked up on something. I haven't had you worked up on anything today, have I? No, not really. I don't even know what I was fiery about. Uh, Something. Who knows? I mean, you were fiery about not never knowing what Mr. Alaska was. I wasn't even fiery about that. I just didn't know. Yeah. You got fiery when someone brought up Shella Howe early in the show. Yeah, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> Texas says, if anything, Mike is being nice. VJ was better than BHH. Eh. I mean, he had more to show because you saw three years of him, but. I, like, like you know, you always hear practice reports. Like, I, I've been to, like, I think three Louisville practices in my life. And one of them was before VJ's freshman year. It was like July or August. And like it's just crazy. I remember Jalen Johnson hit like seven threes. He hit like seven out of eight threes. He shot like five the entire year. And then VJ King, I remember seeing him and just being like, this is going to be the freshman who changes the narrative on Rick Pitino and big-time freshman. Like, he's going to come in. He's going to average 14 a game this year. He just looks different. He's big. He handles it. Everything about him is smooth. And then he got into games, and you just realize all that that – smoothness and, and all that skill just did not translate to big time college basketball. He was unsure of himself. He didn't want to play physical. And it just goes to show like sometimes you get the practice reports in the summer and they just have no, like, it, it, like I was like, Jalen Johnson's going to shoot. They're going to let him go from three this year. He took like five threes the entire season. Well, with that mindset, we thought Curry was going to be shooting from, from the corner as well this year, but I mean, yeah, exactly. The best thing about the watching practice is, you know, Patino would have the microphone on like where so like everybody could hear him. Like, like he he doesn't just do it for red white scrimmages. He does it during actual practices, and it's basically like part coaching, part just full on comedy show. Like Ryan McMahon, I think it was his red shirt freshman season, and he like hit like three threes in a row, but he also turned it over on two possessions in a row. He's like Ryan, just bleep and shoot it before you turn it over every time. Like it was just, <laughs> I'm just like laughing my ass off. It was great, um, but it was practice is not necessarily indicative of how things are going to go. During the actual season, I the one thing I remember about BJ one, I was doing a show with Nick that day, and we, like DJ was doing a show before us. We were at a country club, and uh, I just like the UK fans just in so denial they even offered him a scholarship. Like not all of them are, but a lot of the Twitter UK universities like we didn't even want the kid. Noble's just bragging like we took your kid, and 
of course he'd turn out to be BJ Keenan. Every time we've had one of those arguments, because <laughs> we've had we did that with a Gahan too. Remember that? Like you I mean, can, him. Can, can, can this reverse reverse now work with DJ Wagner to them? Because this is the one like we 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 really didn't want him. Well, no, I don't think anybody's really doing that. <laughs> but I'm hoping maybe he'll be like he'll turn out like a BJ King knows result. Yeah, they take guys from us before and it's worked out pretty well for him. I don't know the one the. Uh, Marcus Teague won a national title. Teague did. He was over. I mean, then again, Lyles was pretty. One good. of us could have played point guard for that team, and they still probably would have won in that. I mean, title. technically, we were on Anthony Davis before anybody. We offered him a scholarship. But the tra- the Lyles was the worst one. Yeah, Lyles was, was. We thought we had him, but we the, the and only then he, and then the only other guy that we've had who's had success that we have talked about that UK has done. They like, did we offer him? Did we, was Shane Bahannon? And Bahannon did say recently that like, like UK offered me a scholarship for sure. And Lyles, I would think, would safe to say was underused his year at Kentucky. Yeah, I mean they just kind of just made him play out of position, and they used him somehow. Well, he became the a lottery the pick. Yeah. At the end of the season, they started finally. Like, he started coming around a little bit. And now he's just most famously known for the guy that that they traded away uh, for for Don, the, the Jazz dumped for Donovan Mitchell. Texas says, "Are Mike James, Caleb Glenn, and Reesticks and Waters not all the exact same player? Very similar." Who was the middle name in there? James who? Caleb Glenn. Oh, Glenn. James. Um, what? Why are you laughing? At me saying James. Because Mike James is the, is the player. Yeah, I heard you say I could. I didn't hear you say Glenn though. Yeah, Caleb Glenn and Reese Dixon Waters. The difference with Glenn though between the two is Glenn is going to be a true freshman, where those two guys have now two to three years of college. Right, but just as far as skill set, I think that that's, yeah. that's the point. And they do. I think all three are eh, okay outside shooters. I mean, Mike James had moment. He was a streaky outside shooter. I think that's kind of been the way that Caleb Glenn has been billed. Uh, certainly, is the way that Reese Dixon Waters has been so far in college. They both have great. Frames, great size, great strength. Uh, I think driving is their skill set. I think like in situations like this where you've got similarly skilled players, what needs to be the difference maker and what you have to have in the DNA of your program now if you're Kenny Payne after what happened last year, like who's gonna defend? Who's going to like who's going to die to get a stop out there? Who's going to give everything they have to becoming one of the better defensive players in the ACC? Like that guy is the one who's gonna get the playing time. If you've got all these guys who can do the same stuff on offense, because there's no excuse for guys like James, like Glenn, like Reese Dixon Waters, if he does come here, to not be capable defenders. You're, you're brawny, you're athletic, you can move well laterally. You should be a great on-ball defender if you have the proper coaching. And that's the big if right now. Is Did you say we're getting brawny? No, I'm not saying we're getting brawny. I heard you say we're getting brawny. Brawny looked good shooting threes last night from, from the highlights that were out there. Texas, do you think sports gambling will pass in Kentucky before the end of day tomorrow? I don't. Now, we have come. Didn't we, didn't it's going to happen. Didn't we come to some kind of meeting, meet halfway with the uh, marijuana passing, though? Like, did they, did they, aren't they getting close to doing, like, a medical version of it? They're getting closer. <laughs> but Which I think I feel like we've been saying for, like, a decade now. Right. I mean, things are now starting to pass at least, what, the, the, the state senate, which is the first step. Um because now it's it's needs it needs to pass the Senate now, and I mean I hope so. I, I think it's going to take like another year. I'm starting to think maybe sports gambling maybe be best off it doesn't pass in Kentucky. Why? Because there's been there's been times you don't where, like money. No, I like. You keeping, don't think the state needs money? I like keeping my money. And there's been moments where I'm watching games, and if I could gamble like right away on my phone on uh, without. God knows how much I would be bet gambling during like in-game betting and stuff to where I like, oh, I can't bet. I got to go across. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just, so it passed the House two it, weeks it, ago. It can come back and haunt me. It needs to pass the state Senate now. 
And I think that there's still that's gambling or some holdouts gambling. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's going to. I hope I'm wrong. Because I mean we need the money and it's clearly a cash cow. But we'll see. Can we just sell more cigarettes? No. Not, not anymore. Cigarettes aren't selling the way they used to. Well, like maybe you could be I mean maybe we lower the age back to eighteen and then, you know, let them put advertising on TV. I don't think it's gonna help anymore. Texas, do you agree that we need to get one more early transfer period guy and then we can wait for the other two spots if we have to? Or would you be fine if we wait? I would like to go ahead and and, and lock down one more big-time early transfer guy. I mean, we've got, at this point, I don't, I don't want to do the math again. I believe we've got four scholarships, and that's me assuming that a core of four is coming back, which we also, he's the one guy we also haven't heard anything from. Um, cause I don't think he's got social media or anything. I don't, we, we've got no idea. I, I'm assuming he's, he's coming. He's only spent two months here. I'm assuming he's coming back. We still don't know what's going bad. on with Churchill Abbas. We still don't know what's, what the deal is there. I think that we've got three, three or four scholarships to use on transfer portal guys right now. I'd like to see them lock down Keon Menafield, and then maybe we could wait and see a little bit who becomes available, who's out there, who, who we can nab. But, Look, I mean, this is the time that you need to move. Like, more guys are entering the portal, but it's going to, like, we don't need to wait until July to try and bring in guys. You have a new transfer portal uh, date. You have a new deadline. Um, I mean, there are some guys who are probably going to go through the draft process, and then when they announce that they're pulling their name out of the draft, they're going into the portal. Maybe you want to wait for a couple of those guys. We're, we're, there's going to be more options as time goes on. There's going to be some surprise guys, some guys that people you know, thought were going to go pro, choose to come back and, and play at a different school. But I would like to see them go ahead and lock down at least one more key piece for next season before we get to like in in the next two weeks. I'll I mean, with ten guys already locked up, I mean, so is it safe to say you can give me a projected starting lineup? Stop. No. Is that coming in April? Yes. Three more days. <sighs> Building the anticipation. Who is Rutherford's first make makeup starting lineup? Find out April first. Three straight hours debating. Position by position breakdown. Texas says if you are not physically able to get on or off a horse, you are not physically able to ride a horse. I disagree. On what basis? I mean, I can't like fix a car, but I can drive it. Do you really think that's a apt comparison? I mean, something about that one. I mean, <laughs> you want to go take two with that? I mean, just because I can't. I mean, I think you should be able to ride a horse. Yeah. What I mean, <laughs> Texas. I want to see Trevor hit the gritty. What's the gritty? The dance that like everybody's been doing for the last year. Can you give me a small example? Where they do like that thing on the eyes, and then like they put the hands on the side, and they do like the little step. Like all every NFL player did it last year when they scored a touchdown, pretty much. I think. Oh, is that the one Je- Je- Jefferson does for uh, Minnesota? Probably. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why is it called the gritty. It's just the dance. Okay. So I, 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 get YouTube cameras in here. I will give you a. Gritty. All right. When they're here next week, we're doing it. I promise you. I will learn how to do the gritty. I'll do the wheelchair stunting. I'll do the Superman. I'll do uh, I'll do Crypt Walk. Whatever you want. Texas, we just need the horse to stand by a loading dock for TV. <laughs> yes! That, that's a great idea. Just picturing you being brought up on a forklift. Like, <laughs> that's another good one. With your riding hat on. <laughs> do I have to wear a riding hat? You have to wear a riding hat with a little whip. <laughs> I want you in jockey silks. Full on outfit. 
<laughs> the Jeff Ruby sponsorship on the list. I, get... <laughs> I would... the, the loading dock is a brilliant idea, by the way. Is it? I mean, what? I mean, but there's no, there's no loading dock. How am I going to get a horse to a loading dock? I don't know. I mean, how, how is any of this going to happen? I'm going to get a loading dock to a horse. I mean, we're going to do this to Churchill Downs. I already told Nick to, 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 to dust off Trevor Trizic. It's come Churchill Downs time in derby season. I think we're going to do this. I'm going to ride a horse. <laughs> it's going to be done. I mean, you can come down there with me if you want. We can videotape it. I can't wait. I will. As God is my witness. Could you pole ball under the horse? If, if, if I might have to. I'll probably go over the horse. They're going to end up canceling the derby because of this. <laughs> Local radio show co-host ruins derby. Horse dies underneath. Churchill Downs under higher scrutiny after a horrific taped event filmed live on radio station. <laughs> the, the poor horse, known to his stable mates as Buttercup, <laughs> his heart exploded as, as, as the host was decided to jump up and down as he got on top. <laughs> Unfortunately named Squishy. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, I've got one other big story from the, the world of sports that I want to get Trevor's thoughts on. I'm sure he's going to give an old man take, and I'm excited about that, which is why I'm going to ask him about it. And then we'll take some more texts from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big here on the Big X. We're going to save the Racing Loose season tickets. We're going to give those away tomorrow. Okay. We're running out of time. Sorry. I, it's probably my fault. No, it's okay. I, I forgot. I was supposed to do it last hour. But it's good. We have four to give away this week, so we're going to do tomorrow, and then we'll do Friday. By the way, I, this is probably too late to bring this up, but is it bad? Or not, should I be ridiculed that this is my favorite Leonard Skinner song? No, I don't hate you for that. I mean, it's just most people are going to be like, there's so many great, give me, give me three steps. Especially of the, it's, it's, I think it'd be more considered a B track, Ballad of Curtis Lowe. It's still my favorite Leonard Skinner track. I love this song. That's good. It's fine. Okay, just throw it out there. No, you're good. A All couple right. of college basketball coaching notes to get to today. We had three uh, newly named coaches Amir Abdul Rahim, who took Kennesaw State, nearly beat Xavier in the first round. He is the guy who's gotten the South Florida job that we thought was going to go to Mike Bray uh, okay. this time a week ago. I didn't see that, actually. I missed that. 
Mike Rhodes is going from VCU, where he had a whole lot of success, to Penn State, replacing Micah Shrewsbury, who's the new coach at Notre Dame. Great hire by Notre Dame. And then Mark Madsen, who kind of everybody thought was going to be the new Stanford coach because they thought the job was going to open. Stanford chose to keep Jared Haas. So Mark Madsen's going to Stanford's arch rival and Cal, where he'll replace Mark Fox. So you gotta, That's not the first time Cal's hired a Stanford guy. Remember they hired Montgomery at one time. Well, and you've also got now Stanford's football coach, uh, Troy Taylor, is a Cal product. Is, is it, he played football at Cal. So you've got these arch rivals doing this thing where, I guess we're kind of in a similar deal, where you know Kenny Payne was on UK staff, didn't go there, but was on their staff. Uh, but it's just kind of weird to see all these Stanford-Cal incestuous stuff going on right there. I just, I don't know why. Madison's always just annoyed me, though. Why? You just don't like the dance? Ever since, no, well, everybody thinks the dance. I always remember back to the, the dunk against Rhode Island. And then going down doing this on the court. <laughs> you just think about that because it was on one shiny moment, like in slow it motion. Where so he's like, annoying. Like 19-year Trevor was like, or whatever, I think it was 17. I was like, what a goober. I was like, out of this guy. It was a goober move. I mean, I still only, I, I did root for him only against Kentucky because I'm a hater, but it was like, come on, dude. I, I was rooting for Rhode Island in that game. Give me Tyson Wheeler and Katino Mobley. Yeah, they were a great team. Yeah. I also saw that like seven coaches have pulled their name out of consideration for the Temple job because I guess there's a whole lot of unrest there with the president and the AD situation, which we also can relate to. <laughs> Temple seems like a seems like kind of a disaster, which makes me sad. Temple's a basketball program that you they care about it. It's in a basketball rich area. I feel like college, they're they're one of those programs. It's a non power program that you still feel like college basketball is better when they're relevant. And it kind of it just sucks to see them being a total non-factor in the sport right now. I think you missed. I guess the the other one did that, unless I misread it. The state of Utah didn't only lose Mark Madsen to Cal; they lost uh, Utah Valley. I guess uh, Ryan Odom, who we talked about, the coach of UMBC. Utah State. He, Utah State. He's I guess taking the job of VCU. He's going to VCU. That's okay. Yeah, Rose goes to Penn State, and uh, Odom goes, goes to, to VCU. VCU. Good move for him. And Utah Valley and Utah State both lose their coaches. Madsen goes from Utah Valley to uh, to, to Cal, which is. Uh, yeah, kind of crazy. But, yeah, you could tell that I think VCU knew they were going to lose Mike Rhodes because the Ryan Odom news happened like five seconds after the the, the, yeah. the, the Rhodes news broke. So they knew where they were going. That's a good hire for them. He's, he's killed it wherever he's going. Yeah, he's done a good job yeah, slowly but surely yeah, moving up that ladder. The the story that I wanted to get to and I want to get your thoughts on. Um, I feel like this is good. You just like want to make me mad in the show. No, I mean, because it, it does kind of make me mad. Okay, well, that's okay. Good, good. But so the, the Anaheim Angels, which are a – it's a it's, – Somehow a poverty franchise, despite having Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Are they going by Anaheim now? They've changed their name so many damn times. Oh, what are, they, are they back to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim I now? Or? They, I think they're California. They were Orange County. They were Anaheim. They were L.A. I mean, it's, yeah. Whoever they are, they suck. <laughs> Thankfully for them, no one's cared enough about to notice that they changed their name so many times. So they've announced that they, I guess they did this last year and I just missed it, but they're broadcasting, the radio broadcasting. I and mean, you and I both agree, like baseball is one of the very few sports where I feel like it's, it's, I enjoy listening to it on the radio. Sean Moth, Google Baseball Games is fantastic. Well, Winston Churchill is the only sport you watch on the radio. Yeah, I think that's a great quote. Angels broadcast team is once again for the second straight year going to be calling away games remotely this season. They're saying that airing in-person broadcasts uh, does not justify the cost. But all the other teams in the MLB disagree. I think this is, like, I get it to a certain extent when, like, you know, sometimes these ESPN3 broadcasts of Horizon League games on a Tuesday night, 
they'll be doing it from their homes. Like, they, yeah, like, I get that because look, it's it's a win for the small schools just to have some way for their fans to watch them, right? Yeah, like that's a win. I, I understand that. That's a, a cost cutting measure that probably is worth it. This seems just cheap. It's also not comparable because in that situation, you're talking about a network having to send two people to a destination for a game that aren't you know in that area to be. If you're Angels, I mean. Go, go with the team. Go exactly. That's, yeah. that's where I'm going with. You just go with the team. I mean, I, I so I get with the and also you're talking about like Summit League games or maybe like any Louisville game on ACC Network type of thing where they send them at halftime. Sometimes I don't even notice if they're there or not. To be I honest, I like I usually can. When, maybe sometimes I've yeah. noticed, but sometimes I haven't. But yeah, with the I mean, really, I mean, it just seems silly to me. I mean, not to sound like not, not to make it sound, but I mean the bat Nick Curran goes on all the road trips. Yeah. That's 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 we're minor league, buddy. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't you can't just put you can't find two more seats on the bus. I guess you need more net with production crew, but still, actually, you probably don't because no matter where you, if you go to on a road game, they probably are going to have produce engineers and production people there that, that can will have everything set up for you. Regardless, that's just the Angels are, by the way, a top one of the top ten most valuable franchises in MLB. Their franchise value is around two point two billion. Dollars in 2021, they generated 331 million dollars in revenue. They can afford this. This that's sad. It just seems it, it is sad's the right word. I mean, they, they don't even need. They don't even deserve the Disney movie named after them. Take it away. I mean, first of all, you know that movie. By the way, originally the original version was about the Pirates, Dodgers in the outfield. It was the original version wasn't even about the Angels because the Angels didn't exist. Like, yeah, the original Angels now came out in the 50s when the... Well, so how'd they do it? I would assume that would be a much darker movie. It was the Pirates. Pirates in the Outfield? Well, it was called Angels in the Outfield, but it was just about angels... Helping the Pirates. Yeah, helping the Pirates. Well, that wouldn't work out. Because the Pirates at the time... Pirates it, are kind of rapey. <laughs> the Pirates weren't a very good franchise. If you've ever watched 41... They weren't then? If you've, have you ever... Have you the ever, Pirates have, recently? If you ever watched the Jackie Robinson 42 movie, they'll let you know. The Pirates sucked back then. That was the, they suck now. That was the whole storyline for the one racist guy on the team. He's like, I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm like, really? <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, it's in black and white too, by the way. Huh. Uh, the original. It's, it's actually not a bad movie. I've seen it. Point is, this is just, I mean, where, where are we at like, to, like modern day? Like this is like something you think you would see it like during the third act of a major league movie. Yeah. Like we're not even going to send the announcers. I mean, are they, are they putting... Are they putting the players on a, on a propeller plane too now on road trips? Maybe ride them in a bus. I mean, unless they're using that extra money to buy somebody that can help Otani and Trout out, like come on. And Reed Detmer. And Detmers, we love him. Give him give love to my man Reed. He's, I, Reed's gonna have a good year this year. I'm calling that. He's I can't name out. any other players on the team, but those three. That's fine. Uh, let's take a couple of texts. We got about oh, nine minutes here. We'll get to as many of these as we can. It makes me mad they beat the at five hundred two for the Super Bowl four one four fourteen fifty. Texter says Pro Football Focus has not experienced Scott Steve. <laughs> I would love a Scott Steve reference in that story. That would have been awesome. Somebody sent me a link to an Apple News story. I don't know what this is. Um, I can't. I, you can't read it out loud. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't have time to open this whole. I got to download a program to open the story. Oh, that's not even worth it. That's dead. Texas has a, I had a similar take on VJ King. He was, I was a UofL basketball manager for the summer going into oh, his nice. freshman year. I thought he was going to be a star. He was so good in practice. He looked great the one time I saw him. Did you ever play with anybody that like in, in, in your high school and, and career that was, did the guy would look awesome in practice and game time? Just, oh yeah. 
completely not even the same. In multiple sports, for sure. Yeah. I, I always remember one kid that played basketball with me. That I mean, we'd be in basketball, and you'd think he was Jordan out there. Yeah. And we'd get on the real during the game, and he's just. It's yeah. confidence thing. Yeah, he's just completely lost. Not even night and day, literally. Confidence in basketball is a, a real, real thing. Like, the best piece of trash talk I ever somebody ever gave me. So, like, I've, I've said this before. Like, basketball was the worst of, like, the big three sports for me growing up. But I could I could really shoot. I couldn't do anything else. But I could really shoot. And I remember Bellarmine, I was playing intramural basketball. And one of the kids, guys on the other team, brought, like, his, like, little brother, I guess. It was, like, this 9-, 10-year-old kid. And I came out, and I missed my first two shots. And I get the ball a third time. And this little kid on their bench is like, play way off and let him shoot it. Let him shoot it. Like, shoot it. And I was like, it got in my head so bad. They're playing, like, way off me. Like, I was terrified. That's like, all it takes. I think lack of confidence will just stick with you for in, in basketball a lot. And I think you see that a lot with, with guys that have no hesitation when you're playing pickup that just will hit everything. But when they get an organized game, they just they can't, can't do it mentally. I know we brought this up earlier, but I guess Joe Sanka just tweeted out, uh, SB 47 medical marijuana bill is up at 1 p.m. tomorrow in the house. Uh, for Kentucky. There we go. Let's do it. And we'll, uh, we'll know, I guess, tomorrow. Somebody photoshopped this uh, you on a Family Guy horse right there. It's <laughs> pretty good. If Peter can ride a horse, I can ride a horse. My guy Timmy sent me in a picture of you. I mentioned I thought you had one of those lifting chairs when you were talking about it the other day. Yeah. He photoshopped your face on one of those people being lifted up the chair that didn't send it to me. We got a lot of Trevor photoshops in the show. <laughs> what I hate is they always use the same picture like from my, my Twitter account, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I have my, you know... Well, there's not a whole like wide array. There's not like a, a bank of Trevor photos to go find. No, on Twitter, no. But, I'm, gallery under but your if name. you go to my Facebook, I have a lot of pictures on Facebook, actually. Well, people, maybe people don't want to go to your Facebook. Not I keep people. getting requests, not just from the, the hot-looking women, but with numbers in their name. Texas says, uh, speaking of UK players, we were in a good spot with. We were in a really good spot with De'Aaron Fox, too. That were we? That would have been nice. I don't really remember that one. I don't one. remember that one, either. I trust the—I I feel like I forget. People will send me links to recruiting stories that I wrote, like— Seven years ago, I've gotten people were sending me links to stuff with Caleb Love from 2019, yeah. and I have no recollection of writing any. Listen, of it. If it comes to recruiting, I'm going I, just because I say I don't remember it doesn't mean I believe you anytime. Somebody it, sent me one today that was like Louisville is telling Caleb Love like he can come here and be a one and done. And this was in 2019. He's like, he's like the same pitch that North Carolina's given me. Louisville sees me as a one and done player, and I was like, and now we're four years later, we're talking about maybe going after him in the transfer portal. <laughs> Texas Caleb Love and IU are now flirting. I think that would be a good fit. I can see him fitting in there. Uh, I mean, IU's got a complete rebuild coming up this year, so anything's possible. Emmanuel Corfor is on Instagram. Somebody sent in that link. There okay, I'm go. good. Emmanuel O. No. Nigerian Freak 34 is his name. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I like that. Texas Trevor can pull vault on the horse. Hey, I said that. I mean, but wouldn't I go over the horse? You think you're that good? I mean, how that- tall is a horse? I mean, you have to pull. You have to. You have to get the physics right. How tall is a horse? Like six foot. More taller than that. Like talking about like staring face to face at a horse. With his, like, yeah, his like I'm, sta- I'm, sta- I'm sitting next to horse. I'm six foot three. I can see over the horse, right? No, like not a thoroughbred. No, thoroughbred horses are like from 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 ground to peak back are bigger than six three. I think they'd be about your height. I don't think you'd be able to like just see over them without them ducking their head. Well, I'm talking about like over the middle of the back, the middle of their back, though. If you oh, middle their, of the back, yes. Yeah, if they put their head up. Obviously, they're going to add length. I get that. Yes, I thought you were talking about like looking at them. No, no, I'm talking about like. No, you from, should be able to see the back. You, yeah, you I'm from like middle, back. middle yeah. back down to the ground. I'm thinking like six foot. I thought. Yeah, they measure horses in hands. In stone, right? What? Like in stones? 
hands. Do they weigh them in stones, though? No, they weigh them in pounds. Like the English weigh themselves in stones. Like you, horses' heights is referred to as how many hands. What if you have small hands? Well, I don't, that's not the same thing. Texas, can you imagine the response email after placing a custom order for jockey silks that would fit Trevor? <laughs> We're going to do this. Okay, first of all, I am all 100% gung-ho for the, the jockey silks. Now, the question is, what kind of design are we going with? Thunder Gold silks. I mean, no, it's got to be something Blue original, red. right? Uh a giant X across the chest. Like a big X, like some kind of like shaped like a marijuana leaf. Maybe. I'd say like, <laughs> yeah. Red, solid color with a big black X across the chest and then like a little green marijuana leaf at the top of one of the X. I think it go. What about if I just go DX colors like green and black though? Okay, I was thinking maybe like the Louisville Big X tie, but since the Big X is not That's a true. Louisville specific station and you're an Eagles fan, we could do that. I mean, Big X, most of their colors were we used yellow when we were the sports buzz. I think that works. Yeah. Texas says, how is it possible that Miami got better after Matt Cross transferred, yet Louisville managed to be worse after he transferred last season? Clearly, he wasn't the issue here. Maybe he was the issue at Miami. Hey. He was not the issue here. I'm just saying, Matt, UMass didn't make the tournament, though. They didn't. No. They had a better record than us, but well, everyone they weren't good. That, that includes everyone but literally. Not Cal. Not Cal. Not Cal. Not Cal. See what you're yeah. walking into, Matt? Yeah, good luck, Matt. Let's see how much you dance after your dunk on there. Now we're even bigger rivals with Cal. They hired your arch enemy. Yeah. Now we hate him even more. I really did. I don't know why I did so much, too. Because he just. <laughs> it's a lot. As the KRC talks. Okay. Which, which one, the Madsen or the horse? Uh, no, this, this is a different one. Hot take. I think our ceiling would be even higher without Hugo. I think he would crowd things offensively. I would prefer Bradshaw at the five and bring in a transfer big man. That satisfied playing reserve minutes. Who's Hugo? He's that big guy that they brought in this year. He was redshirting. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Because yeah. he was the guy we thought maybe we'd have an outside shot. Bradshaw pushed back his commitment date. We thought it all it coincided with the announcement of that kid going to UK. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. Texas, Trevor, the real question about next year's team is which one will get the Rutherford Jalen Withers curse? Well, Mike, who is it? I mean, I I my curse is, I've been, I haven't been actually handing out like, Roses and perfume as well to players. I mean, yeah. I picked trainer going into last year or the year before last, and he never played. I, mean, I thought Wizards was going to be good two years ago. That was I, I really. Who thought, was our kind of breakout guy going into the season? Did we have we had to have picked one? I know we did. I mean, I thought we were going to be bad, so I wasn't really. Yeah, but we had to have thought something. I know we wouldn't have picked James. I thought Kamari Lambs was going to be better than he was for sure. I mean, we probably both. That was just based on we what probably I heard. Both said Ellis in some way. I mean, I, mean, I think we knew Ellis was going to have to do a lot because yeah. we had no other, we had no guards. Yeah, we didn't know anybody else. We literally didn't know anybody else. Uh, Texas says it's wild going back on recruiting articles. I found one last week about Drew Timmy visiting Louisville. We were we oh, we Drew Timmy was a player that we thought we had a shot at back in the time. <laughs> That's insane. Texas Withers and UNC are flirting too. Uh, should just do a one for one swap. I thought about that. We could trade Jalen Withers for Caleb Love. I mean, they both turn the ball about the same amount. Yeah. Uh, is there anything? There's nothing going on tonight, I don't think. We don't have any. We got wrestling. We have wrestling tonight, NIT finals tomorrow, and then we'll get back into basketball. I'm going to start watching Your Honor on Showtime. Oh, there you go. It's all happening. And if I don't watch a movie, I kind of want to see. Have you, uh, have you watched the uh, the Tom Hanks movie where he's a grumpy old man? No. You know what I'm talking about, though? You've seen the preview? Yes. I, haven't, I, haven't seen I think it. it's out on streaming now. I might have to check that out. There it is. It did look enticing to me. You know, I love Tom Hanks, I love grumpy old men. Well, whatever you choose to do tonight, have a fantastic Wednesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow, sharp at 3 o'clock.
song for us love. 